Welcome. You've got mail. Two mails. <laughs> Talking about games and movies and toys and dogs and God damn and it. almost killing your Wi-Fi switch. Yeah, scoot back a little bit. Jesus. Scoot me or the dog? You. You're making uh, her path short. Oh man. <laughs> you know who else's path is short? Um my path through high school. Ours on Facebook. Facebook.com for slash nerd. Nerds a podcast. I'll get it right one day. Uh, same for Twitch, YouTube, Gmail, and our Instagram is Nerd Podcast. But we do have a special guest, so before we continue, hold please. Reveal yourself. Hey, what's up? It's Brian from Pop Culture Leftovers. How's everybody doing? Boom shakalaka. That's the way you do it. <laughs> yeah, that is the way you do it. <laughs> when was the last time I was on nerd? Uh, well, nerd porn. Now nerds. Mm. Now newly rebranded nerds. Some jackass gave us a name. <laughs> yeah, some dick shit <laughs> emailed us. I would have took it for myself. Yeah, some fucking rotten cunt gave you this name. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, when was the last time I was on? Was it nerd porn when I was on? Uh, like, was it one hundred or two? I can't remember. It was. It wasn't 200. It wasn't 200. We didn't go out with no bang. No, we went with nobody. Um, I think you were on you were on for one of our Star Wars. Yeah. And you were like, I have reviewed this movie <laughs> so many times. I know. <laughs> You're like, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. We fucking, you could just hear the chains as you were locked in a shed with people giving yeah. you a microphone. <laughs> I was, I'm serious. I was, at that time, I was jealous of like, Death Star's blowing up. I wanted somebody <laughs> to blow me up. God. So like, oh, fuck. I wish I was the fucking Starkiller base. Blow me up. Keith and I were the two. We, we shot two loads of semen <laughs> at you like <laughs> Luke's little missiles. <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> I was like, that's not the kind of blowing up that I want, guys. But I, and then I kind of liked it. It was warm. Yeah. So. It's, it's like a... It's like getting into a hot tub that got turned off like an hour ago. So it's still a little warm, but it's not like makes your skin itch. Yeah, I don't know, man. I always kind of wanted to feel like a bukkake queen, and you guys made that dream come true. Mm. I want to tell a story, but it's about my girlfriend, <laughs> and I don't know if I'm... Uh, you could have left that part out. <laughs> ...allowed to say it. <laughs> yeah, I would probably hold off on that one, Aaron. And it involves bukkake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. She did not get bukkake, but uh, one of her ex-boyfriends asked her <laughs> in the middle of a road trip, like they were... On their way to Alabama, and just in the middle of it, he turns to her and goes, do you think you would be cheating if I did bukkake porn? And she was like, do what now? <laughs> she didn't even know what bukkake, she's innocent. So she was like, what's that? And then he told her, and she was like, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, anyways. No so free passes cool. anywhere. Uh, well, what sucks about that is she told me that story, and I was like, hmm, I guess I gotta fucking cancel my weekend plans. <laughs> <laughs> Toss that out the window. <laughs> Because I don't cheat. I get results. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's here. Hold on. I, I don't cheat. I get results. <laughs> That's a real clip, guys. That is a real clip. I, I don't cheat. I get results. <laughs> <laughs> you you made that clip, but I have to admit every time that I didn't make that up. I stole that from fucking sick animation. I think. I don't remember. I was on a cartoon and some guy said, I don't cheat. I get results. And I was like, I like that. Except you didn't bring it up that time. I told you after you said you made it a thing. Anyways. So, this week we're talking glass. Uh, <laughs> and I invited Brian on because I wanted to have a counter opinion. Like, he enjoyed it. Well, spoilers for 
our ratings later, but he enjoyed the movie, and I did not enjoy the movie, and we were texting today about it, so... Yeah, I love how you invite me on because I'm literally a fucking oddity. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) one of my friends who works in movies, like, he did effects on New Mutants that's coming out, like, he's in movies, loved this movie, gave it a fucking 9.4 out of 10. I was like, on what planet... (laughs) I mean, we'll get there, but he he loved it. I know it's it's like every Shyamalan movie or Shyamalan, however the fuck you say his name. Uh, the ending is going to make or break it for you, and I think uh, people either love or hate it. And well, when we get to it, there I understand where some of the love comes from. I personally didn't even really like Unbreakable when I saw it. I have not watched it since it came out, so I may be just the wrong audience. But I was going to skip it, and then Seth Meyer uh, fucking hit me up and was like, you have to. Uh, you have to review it, dude. You know, people are, you know, you, you got to review every good movie or every big movie that comes out. I was like, that's fair. And I've got a list, so I didn't have to pay for it. It was an empty theater, though, unfortunately. Are you plugging a list again? Dude, it's the best. It is the best, but I haven't used it in a while. So I did not see the movie, so I'm biased. <laughs> so I get to vote. Yeah, you get to, to vote on it. Well, we're going to spoil the shit out of it, so yeah, don't oh, worry about good. it. Yeah, don't, don't worry about it, Keith. You can just watch it. Good. I'll watch it through your mouth. I, I spoiled it for myself going in because <laughs> I really wasn't planning on seeing it. But we're also going to talk uh, the Far From Home trailer that came out. Um, there's a new Shazam teaser that uh, I actually thought looked really good. And uh, we'll talk about that. And we got a little bit of news. We have one review. We do. Should I just re- read the review? Let's do it. Yeah, let's read it. We don't have any emails or anything else. So uh, thanks it's a lot. A, it, thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a slow week. Like you were watching or you were looking up like IGN and different websites. You're like, you know, it's bad when they're reviewing every episode of Punisher individually. <laughs> yeah. You know, IGN is really slow when they're doing reviews for every episode of Punisher separately which you'll talk about brian you've probably been watching it too right no i didn't even finish the first season dude oh yeah it was it was tough with the first season yeah i love the first season i don't dude i'm just not a fan of john i love john bernthal i just don't like john bernthal punisher that's my biggest problem i just keep waiting for him to go rick my rick my i rick my come on uh (laughs) (laughs) dude that that noise right there is what keith actually does to his dog when he's walking he goes come on hey boy come on that's exactly what I do, but not on purpose. I, just, that's just what comes out of my mouth. John Bernthal's. Come on. Fucking root, um, All right, real quick. So Bipolar Whale gave us a review on the 6th of January, 2019. Mm. It's five stars, and it says, this show's great. Wait, this show's is great. I like that. <laughs> Maybe they're talking about multiple people. Maybe he's talking about nerd like, porn and nerds. Mm. I don't know. My other podcast hasn't recorded in a while either, Porn Nerds, but John from Friday Night Phantom and I do nerd out about porn quite a bit in our little meme group, so one day I'll read it. Um, All right, so it says, this show is so chill and nice to just play in the background while playing video games instead of music. Uh, Some of the stories that are told make my day. The one about the blockbuster worker had me crying from laughter. That's pretty funny. That was Letterman, dude. That's like uh, one of the funniest things that's ever happened. That I've seen. I didn't get to be there, but I used to. I had the video, and then my sister recorded over it, <laughs> and it was our only copy, so it never went anywhere. But if you don't know what he's talking about, a previous episode. Uh, God, yeah, I don't know which one it is. I I wish I could tell you to listen to it, but we're not going to go into it. Uh, 
they mess with this guy. Well, it's actually two guys. Yeah. And it's, it was a hidden camera thing my friend was doing. I can't believe they didn't recognize, like, it was two weeks of this, and the same guy would dress in different outfits to be a customer, <laughs> and he would just have, like, a bag with him, and he would, let like, rest the bag, and they would have the camera in it. That guy also laid under a car to record when we uh, called delivery, and, you know, we were doing something. We're t- the goal was to get this delivery driver to come inside. Did I tell this one? Yeah, you did. Okay. I don't know. On, and we were jacking, we were, I was jacking a dildo off. We were watching gay porn, and, like, fucking everyone was dressed in spandex and different outfits and we just we tried to get the guy to come in <laughs> and only one did and he didn't care like the secret was when they came in we were going to light the floor on fire because we had rubbing alcohol all over the floor and that burns cold so it doesn't really like set fires <laughs> so it was ian's house he didn't care about anything uh and so we lit it up behind him he did not care at all nothing fucking phased this guy until uh arson uh one of our mutual friends called ian who's our buddy a uh r word and uh the guy was like now hold on a minute <laughs> what's an r word come on man I, I try not to use that word anymore oh okay call him a retard uh oh my gosh and and the <laughs> i guy have to go through the dictionary here the guy freaked out mm-hmm. and he was like now hold on a minute I know you guys are crazy, but that's not fucking cool. And Arson was like, he's my fucking brother. And my mom makes me watch him all the time. He's fucking annoying. (laughs) They're not brothers. They're not brothers. Spoiler alert. And Arson was in like a parka because he worked at Whole Foods at the time in the freezer department. So So this is what you and your friends were doing while me and my friends were stealing cars and like flipping them with bagels inside. Yeah. There's just like, have you ever seen a bagel flip in a car in slow motion? No, it's why would like I ever? Be- it's I've only been in one car that flipped, and I you don't remember didn't it. wake up for a while. <laughs> uh, Brian, did you, you ever been in a car that's flipped with a fucking bagel in it? A very specific reference. No, no, I have. Uh, I've been behind a car, uh, a car that flipped over, and that was fucked up. You mean behind it, as in you caused it? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I cut I don't the brakes and Doing like they were, they drove out the side of the road, and like the guy, like the guy in the back seat was like holding the ceiling. Everybody oh, else is like, I don't know, all fucked up, and he's like, "I'm glad I held the ceiling." And then like the next day, he found out his back was all fucked up. <laughs> I love that ceiling. Everyone's like hurt, and he's like, "Huh, you idiots should have thought about holding the roof." <laughs> like, yeah. That's yeah, like like it, it it like fucked up his spine and shit. <laughs> so <laughs> that's like being the guy that jumps when the elevator's dropping, like right before it hits the ground. You're like, "Got you, assholes!" <laughs> and then you jump. By the way, I had a dream that I was in an elevator that fell, and I didn't die, but I was the only one who didn't die. It was scary, dude. I had a dream last night that I got to eat with uh, Barack and Michelle Obama, and it was fucking awesome. That sounds like a dream come true. It was amazing because like when I but when I woke up, I woke up and I was like in my bed back to my pathetic life. And I was like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you have a dream like that. And it's just so amazing because like I'm out with the fucking Obamas and I'm fucking like eating with them and shit. And everybody's looking at over at our table like how the fuck are you eating with the Obamas? And like me and him are like like exchanging like stories and he's laughing and I'm laughing. We're having a great fucking time. And then I wake up and I'm next to my two cats and I want to kill myself. <laughs> You're sandwiched in between your two cardboard cutouts, one of Michelle and one of Rock. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you're like, what a delightful dinner. And then, you know, 
They don't. They Fine, don't you're like, I'm like, finally, I had that dream. <laughs> <laughs> it worked, Doc. You just call your psychiatrist. It fucking worked. You were right. Uh, no, yeah. It might. But but really, it was just him taking his cardboard cutouts to eat. <laughs> So like a nice dinner. Yeah, I just I took a bunch of Ambien last night and was just eating with my cardboard cutout. <laughs> and people weren't looking at you out of jealousy. They were like, "Why is this guy sitting with fucking cardboard cutouts of the Obamas? And why is he fucking live streaming it from his bathroom? What the fuck is going on? And why is there a flashlight attached to the back of Barack's mouth? Because <laughs> I'm fucking it, Aaron. Yeah. Clearly, clearly. Mm. I mean, yeah. it's the only thing you do if you've got a cardboard cutout, like. We all know that Zach Morris used to fuck his Kelly Kapowski cardboard cutout, right? Yeah. Oh, 100%. He kept it under his bed. You only keep things you fuck under your bed. That's <laughs> where, you know, it's where all my raccoons lived. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's get into the weeks. Thanks for the review, Bipolar Whale. I'm sure you don't regret it right now. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, so, wait, what are we going into now? Your week. So it's been two weeks. It's been, um, yeah, it's been. A... It's been. Uh... It's been. Talk <laughs> about the fucking delay on that one. I had to edit that out. That's uh, all right. Um, I haven't really done much. Uh, you played uh, Dragon Quest Eleven. Yeah, I, so I decided to go back and try to beat it. Uh, not not try. I just got caught up with Spider Man and then Red Dead, and then Red Dead died for me. Like I literally can't get myself to care. I can't care. Um. So and I, Dragon Quest is it's it's like a super chill game and I listened to this reviewer um, I think it was from Kotaku actually I just you know when it first came out I was watching reviews or whatever and this guy was talking about how the Dragon Quest games are made in a specific way for you to play for a half an hour a night after a bath <laughs> which is weird and like right before bed it's he was like, really talking to you yeah he was really speaking to me but I don't have a fucking tub anymore so can't take tub time and. I can't even take like extended shower where I just let hot water hit my body because my hot, hot water, water fucking goes out in ten minutes max. Like ten minutes is the cutoff. Mm. Six if you're Kelsey and you uh, shower at night. First world problems. Listen, we on some second world shit right now. <laughs> how, <laughs> how quick that water goes away. Um, but it's it's just like a chill game and it's it's all in like segments. Like you play, it, it, it's very specific. I don't know, it's weird, but. Um, I'm enjoying it. I got a flying whale now, so that's cool. And I saw some Dragon Ball shit. Like, there's like a green version of Majin Buu. Like, literally the same <laughs> exact design, just green. Uh, Why? And I don't know, because it's Akira Toriyama. So uh, the Dragon Ball artist does the art for all the Dragon Quest games. So you can see, like, everyone has chunky Goku hair and, like, fucking... The main character has my hair from when I was in middle school. Like, a fucking undercut part right down the middle. Like, yes. Kurt Cobain hair. It's pretty crazy. Um, but it's good. I'm about 50-something hours in, so I got to just finish it up. What are you playing it on? PS4. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, I've been playing a lot of Grim Dawn still. Like, I just play that. That's my thing. And then uh played some D&D. We started D&D recently. Uh, and uh, with Ian, former guest Ian, and uh, my old roommate, Rupee, a couple people. And uh, I play a character named Dixon Ticonderoga. Oh, wait. It's not the pencil? It is the pencil. <laughs> The pencil. He is the pencil knight. I didn't realize, so I told Ian he could name my character. Well, he wrote a name in, and I was like, I'll let you name him, whatever, but you got to let me name yours. So I named him Dingbat, and his nickname is The Haircut. He's my, uh, we're brothers, we're adopted, though. Um, 
and he named me after a pencil and i didn't realize like the pencils we were using are called dixon ticonderogas and i was so bummed when <laughs> and he wouldn't let me change i'm like just let me change it you said the story last episode uh, well anyways so uh this last week we almost died actually one of us died rupee died oh wow he got so D is an interesting thing because it's literally make-believe like you know all video games are and all games are but this is like in your mind you know you just like say what you want to do and you roll dice and see if you can do it so there was like a room we killed some wolves in it and then uh so i tried so there were wolves in this room i cut up some of their owners like i cut meat off their bodies and i threw it in there to see if we could distract them and then run by and uh we couldn't they got mad and they broke off their chains and they were going to chase me so we went in and killed them in that room, there was like a chimney type flute that or shoot that goes up. But so we left, went down, and then a, the, there's a river, and they fucking opened a dam, and it washed some of us back. So we just went in that room, and then they were like, let's climb up. So one of our dudes climbed up, popped his head in, and he was in the boss room, like the last area of this part. And he was like, fuck it, I go in. And we're like, what? And so then the rest of us had to climb up, and we were like... Uh, a couple i i rolled like shit so i was like five turns behind and i'm our damage dude so like they're all fighting and fucking rupee goes up and he was a little bird guy they're called king kinku that's the race and they're bird people but they can't talk they can only mimic sounds so they they, they like communicate via sounds so he gets he pops up and the boss hits him one time and crits and kills him in one hit like normally you get knocked out and you have like six tries to basically revive he died so bad that he just exploded like he died because the crit the the boss had he would normally hit twice and then when you crit he gets to hit two times so he gets four hits and he did like i think ruby's max health was 10 and he did like 25 <laughs> hit points and that like if you go negative up to 10 you're dead so he died instantly and it was sad and where'd you guys go so then we just, we all got up there and we, I had this move. I, I'm a hexblade warlock, which is apparently super OP. I didn't realize it. Like I just thought they were cool. It's like a battle mage. Well, so I have a hit where if I hit you, you have to make a wisdom save, and it was a bugbear. So I'm like, I know you don't got no good wisdom. So he's he's got to beat my 14 and at like plus four, so 18 or higher. So he rolled like shit, and it would fear him and every round he'd have to try to save and it was up to 10 minutes so like or up to a minute so i don't know 10 rounds uh so 10 whole chances of us beating him up and he couldn't do anything and i did it twice so which is my only spell i could only use it two times and i did it two times so we were lucky and we we got through we were i thought we were gonna fucking die i was like fucking bt you got us killed and bt the guy that jumped up is our healer he was like fuck it i'm up and we're like what your head just popped up. You could have given us time. Like, we could have went back, but they saw him, so. Anyways. I'm so sure all the panties are dropping to do the story. My panties dropped. <laughs> oh, shit. Did you guys hear me over here? <laughs> <Were> you... <laughs> I heard zip. No, I knew I knew the distinct sound of silk panties falling off, and I knew it was you. <laughs> silk panties. <laughs> I know we're going to be talking about glass later, and he made the happening. Well, what was happening over here was the fappening after that fucking story, Aaron. Dude, uh. I couldn't barely stop myself from jacking off while I was doing it. It was tough. But I rolled <laughs> I rolled a five out of 20, so. Uh, but yeah, so that's been fun. Uh, that'll be tomorrow night. Um, we continue on. 
Ruby had to roll a new guy. So his bird was named Hey Buddy, because that's what everyone would say to him as a baby. So he didn't know he'd have a name. So now his new character is another bird, and his name's like, Hey Guy. <laughs> it's his brother. Um, it's his brother. He's going to avenge his death. <laughs> so other than that, uh, I started watching Sex Education on Netflix. I busted in on you watching it's, it. I really enjoy it. It took me a minute to get into it, because I'm not used to like, sitcomy type tv and it's not really like that but it what is it it's so it's um it's a netflix show with jillian anderson and like kind of other everyone else is sort of a no name uh and it's about a kid who just got into or he's in his second year of high school and his mom's a sex therapist and he starts uh giving sex therapy to students for money to help uh like one of his friends out or whatever and because so he's good at it because you know his mom's that for a job and she's done it her, her whole life with him or his whole life so he he's just really good at listening and like being understanding so it's sort of that but there's a lot that go that's going on as well um but it's a it's a really funny show there's like a, his best friend is like a gay dude and he's really funny and there's a bully with a giant dick that he that's like his first uh client and because uh, he took three Viagra and he can't get his boner to go away. So he's like <laughs> trying to help him. Uh, and then he tells the guy, like, you need to just own the fact that you have a giant dick and you're like the principal's kid. Like, that, not, neither of those things are going to change. So you need to just make your own story. And so then he, or you need to own it and make it yours. So he just walks into the cafeteria and shows everybody his dick. And then the cops come and his dad's like, the fuck, man? Because his dad's <laughs> like the headmaster. So. <laughs> Now he hates them, but it, it's it's a really funny show. I actually really enjoy it. It's on Netflix. Yeah, new. Yeah, Brian, have you seen the show? No, everybody's been telling me to check it out, and I added it to my list, but I just didn't have time this week. I I was watching other shit. Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of shit going on, and Netflix is now. I realize they're rebranding shows that they just pick up that like ah. got canceled. They're like Netflix original, like not originally. <laughs> like that's they did not... it with you. Yeah. Recently. Yeah. I, I had no idea. Everyone was raving. My girlfriend started watching it, and I'm like, why are there like commercial breaks? Like, there are pauses. And then I looked it up, and it was a Lifetime show. And I'm like, that makes way more sense now that I like fucking. What's the show? You? It's like about. Why are you? Yeah. It's about a guy who's like a basically like a stalker version of Dexter. And like, he falls in love with this girl, and then like, it's just him being a psycho and whatever. But it's, it's actually. <laughs> It's sort of strangely addictive. Like it's one of those. It's a lifetime thing, of course. Lifetime, everything they make you like hate it, but at the same time you can't stop fucking watching it. So I'm I'm doing that really horrible thing this week where I'm going back and like watching a bunch of stuff that I already watched, um, including rewatching Game of Thrones. Boo! Um, but I've been traveling a lot, so it makes sense, and I had like a lot of downtime and away from my consoles and away from my movie theaters, I like to visit. So I haven't really seen anything new, uh, but I rewatched uh, Game of Thrones. I'm up to season five. I'm I, in. I boo it, but I really only boo the last two seasons of Game of Thrones. Oh, God. Season four was fucking amazing. Yeah, that's Purple Wedding, right? That's where we get... Red Wedding? No, Purple with Joffrey. Oh, yeah. Because Red Wedding's three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Game of Thrones is awesome. I loved it so much that I read all the books. But the last two seasons, they were like, you know what we should do? Just push fast forward. Like, fuck it. Like, <laughs> bro, why? They're like, we're just, you know, we're running out of stuff. It's like, 
spread it out, dude. There's so much more. You like? Yeah. Do you not like money? Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Um, speaking of, um, I I rewatch. Uh, I started rewatching Sopranos. Oh shit! I haven't seen it as a kid, and I forget how low budget the first season is. And then, like the second budget, <laughs> I've not. Or, sorry, the second. Se- Wait, you never watched it? No, my dad was obsessed with it, and I just never watched it because I'm not a big mob. I mean, mob stuff's cool, but I don't really. Six seasons. It's not a lot. It starts in t- 1999, um, technically, and then ends in 2006. Damn. Did um, we talk about 9/11? I don't know. I don't remember. Because hmm. it's in uh, New York, right? Yeah, uh, Jersey. Oh. And then they talk Close about enough. New York a lot. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, I'm. Uh, it's funny to go back and watch these shows, and like, especially like a show like from like 2000 when like there's a lot of low lighting going on, and you're watching it in HD, so uh, so it's you could tell like uh, not high quality, and it, it oh, yeah. transfer over. Yeah. So first season a little bit rough to get through, but it picks up in the second season. Well. There's some shit where they like when they convert things to uh, widescreen as well. It really fucks up. Like they, you fuzzy. see like weird shit on the sides. So you'll see like people that <laughs> you're not supposed to see, <laughs> like fucking grips. Uh, yeah, I started watching Buffy like again after a while, and then it moved to Hulu, and the Hulu doesn't have the the HD version, and it's like unfucking watchable. It's unwatchable. How did we watch TV back then? <laughs> I don't even know. It's like watching a mosaic of like fucking you know shit that's going on, shitty low quality images, and you're just like, what the fuck? But yeah, the other thing I started, I actually finished and rewatched was uh, the Watchmen. Ooh, yeah, which uh, still great, still enjoy. Oh, thank God I'm on a podcast with people that love Watchmen. Loved it. And I'm the thing is, I hate the Snyder DC movies, but God, I love uh, Dawn of the Dead and I loved Watchmen. I saw that alone in a theater when it came out and it was so fucking good. I love 300. Yeah, 300's great. I mean, I hate 300 a little bit for starting the slow-mo, fast-mo fucking cuts, you know, where they're like... Oh, it kicks and then then slow it down. <laughs> like it was super cool when when watch or when uh, three hundred did it, but then like everyone was like, you know what's cool? It's like after the Matrix, they're like, you know what's great? Bullet time, dude! Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Hey um, Keith, are you excited for the Sopranos prequel? Um, no, not really. No. I'm more excited for the Watchmen show coming up. The way you said it, Brian, I feel like you're really excited. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've never watched Sopranos. Oh, you never okay. watched Sopranos? I I think like you know it's something that you could like put on and and like just kind of do stuff around the house. You don't have to be glued to the TV and just kind of furiously beat off. <laughs> God damn it, Tony! You I, son of a bitch! I, I would be doing that anyway, Eric. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, we're if I'm in my house, what the fuck else am I doing? So, what do the three shows that I or the three things I I just told you have in common? Tons of, HBO. Well, yeah. First, they're all HBO, and they have tons of tits. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know Sopranos did. Watchmen. Yeah, Watchmen has <laughs> James Gandolfini's got his shirt off the entire. <laughs> he time. does, dude. You see, he's got he's, nipple tassels on. <laughs> you see his nipple popping out the side of his wife beater. I'm like, ah. Pause it there. Let's go. Look at my big tits. Oh, <laughs> did you see or did you hear what Keith made? Yeah. That noise he made. He went. Eh. <laughs> he said you could see his nipple on the side of his shirt. Eh. <laughs> um, That's- this one's for you, Mark. <laughs> I don't.
I don't know why that's relevant, but because <laughs> he's jerking off to it. <laughs> that's what Keith does when when he jacks off. He just yells, "This one's for you, Morph." <laughs> I wish, I wish you did have to scream something when you masturbated, because it would be a lot funnier <laughs> to hear from your girlfriend. <laughs> All right. Um, let me wrap this up. I've also been uh, a ton of Smash. Uh, I I had like a bunch of Best Buy credit from the holidays from buying people gifts. Um, so I decided to put that towards the like fake uh, GameCube controller, but it's wireless. Okay. Um, it's pretty perfect. The only difference is uh, it has uh, two little buttons on top. Mm. Uh, the L and the R. Uh, rather than just the one like the GameCube. Yeah, but they just everything they, else is literally the same. They just kind of updated it because that's the only thing. Pro- I mean, the fucking GameCube controller is so weird. It's so IMO. weird. It's so. But strange. it's made perfect for that game. And I've been playing, and I feel like I've been getting better. But I've been on the plane a lot and traveling, so get good, scrub. Yeah, I'm trying to. <laughs> so I could we could have our little contest. I played it at uh, Ian's house the other night, and I actually Enjoyed had fun. It. You just have to go in not thinking it's a fighting game. That's the thing. You have to, like, chant it to yourself. It's not a fighting game. No, no, I know. But that's, like, the thing is it looks like a fight. Like, it's set up a lot in a lot of ways like it. But it's really more like a party game. Yeah. It's like King of the Hill. You're basically playing King of the Hill. Yeah. And the only thing I don't like is there's too many ways to jump. You could like you change can press the controllers. Up, you can jump. You can press up and B. And then, like, you get that secret jump. See, I didn't know how to play until former guest Mikey O'Day taught me. Um, and then now I really want to play uh, former guest Nate and oh yeah, and a bunch of other people. So I'm we trying should, to get good. We should have that uh, battle. Next, but I don't think Nate's been playing too, too much. He hasn't, so it's pretty even. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Larry, Larry's probably been playing. Oh, yeah. So have you played, Brian? New Smash played, Brothers? Uh, what? What's the game? Uh, Smash Brothers. No, honestly, I I don't think I've ever played a Smash Brothers in my entire life. But you were one of the original Bash Brothers, were you not? You didn't they wear kilts. Is are those wrestlers or something? Yeah, those are fuck? wrestlers. Yeah, as mirrors. Yeah. I don't know anything past the Bushwhackers. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I haven't watched wrestling in like twenty years. You know what's crazy about wrestling? Everyone you've ever met in your whole life, you, me, Keith, probably, all of our friends, even the ones that don't like wrestling, all love the Ultimate Warrior. He was like this thing where you just loved him. You didn't know why. It was either him or Hulk. Yeah, I loved the Ultimate Warrior, and I didn't like wrestling. <laughs> yeah. I just liked him because I think the name, the Ultimate Warrior, really just makes you want to like him. Because well, the I, way he would enter the ring, just like he was like, I don't know, a psycho and just like, he was just nuts, and he would just grab onto the ropes and start shaking them violently. <laughs> yeah. Like the last kid, like any mother would like want to like hold their child, you know, <laughs> just shake him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I, I've noticed that in my life, I would always say like I didn't like wrestling, but I loved Ultimate Warrior, and all my friends would be like, "God, loved him, Ultimate the, Warrior, fucking the best. greatest." Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, really? Like, do you watch wrestling now? No, no. not at all. <laughs> I had an Ultimate Warrior wrestling buddy. You remember those? Yeah, things? I had the wrestling buddies. <laughs> But I had them like during the NWO stage. I have like Diamond Dallas Page and uh, How, Ho- Hollywood Hogan is dude, when he was like wearing his black. That was outfit. when he was a heel, dude. Remember? Yeah, he fucking, yeah. I didn't and even Sting. I don't think I ever, even as a child, watched wrestling. Mm. I only know the term heel and like those and face now because of fucking people talking about it on podcasts. Um, the last thing that I, you guys should check out is a show called Slobby's World. 
I saw the first episode. Did you? Yeah. What do you think? Uh, it's fun. It's like this guy's obsessed with 80s, 90s pop culture. And some of it, I mean, it's just kind of like a blast through the past. It's like uh, kind of like, a, you know, just looking at stuff that I some of it I remember some of it I don't but I like I I kind of fell in love with that first episode because they they had like the Nike mags from Back to the Future 2 in there dude let me tell you about that I entered that raffle hard to try and get those pair and I would actually wear them around those Nike mags how much did you sell them for like oh my god like 10 grand yeah like 10k yeah um so it's exactly like you said. It's a guy who goes out thrifting. Um, goes so it's to, you. It's fucking yes. He goes. Corner. He goes to flea markets, but his whole deal is like mainly clothes. I mean, he has a couple game things. Like he has like a World of Nintendo sign, um, some Sega stuff in his shop. But he has a shop in uh, I want to say Phoenix, Arizona. Um, that sounds about right. Uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and he's like all connected to like other people who who do this. Where um, they go around just finding like old clothes and old like old eighties and nineties stuff, and then sell it for a profit. So it is literally a it's show born for you. Yeah, it is like made. I binge watched the whole thing. I watched that for that first episode, Brian. I think that's the one where they go to like the flea market at night. Yeah. Okay. I was drooling over going to the flea market at night. I thought that was the coolest idea. <laughs> Um, I'm like, man, I really want to go to Phoenix, Arizona now. Now I have to like have my work send me there. But anyway, um, then from there, I literally watch every single episode that What's night. What's it on? It's on uh, Netflix. Okay, Slobby's World. It's like twelve episodes. It's not. Do you guys remember Bobby's World? Yeah, that's the whole play. No, I know, but I, I just do you remember the show. Yeah, and oh, Howie yeah. Mandel was the dad. He was everybody. With the mullet wasn't he? Was he ever? It, it was Howie Mandel. Yeah, as Bobby. As, he was Bobby and the dad. Was he the mom too? No, I don't oh, think fuck. so. But I remember she was the first time I ever heard that accent, like the "Oh, hello there." <laughs> uh, and yeah, I loved that show when I was a kid. I think I, I made my own character because when I was a kid, I thought I wanted to be like I wanted to make my own cartoons. But what I would do is just draw the same shit I I, I liked and make like one little change. I'm like, it's my character. His name's Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> He's blonde. <laughs> like it's fucking a total ripoff. Uh, Gail Mathias is uh, Martha, his mom. But Bobby, why did you say that name, <laughs> Martha. Oh my Gail, gosh, she was in Spider Man. So... She was a visible woman in Spider Man. You better respect her. What the hell was that? It's probably someone sending me a picture. I don't know. What the fuck? Did you hear that, Brian? Yeah, it was like a beep or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> Keith's pager went off. I'm oh, sorry. The flea market said they're open at night. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to go. I got to go. Well, all right. Well, Brian, what have you been doing for fucking a year and a half? <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, well, let me just talk about like the last couple of weeks because honestly, uh, I've been trying to get caught up on My Hero Academia. Yes, yes. sir. You got and some fans in here. I'm through episode 30, which is in season two. And went through like the whole fucking uh, the games that they had where they were all trying to get like noticed so they could get an internship with one of the pros. Oh, yeah. Uh, That was awesome. That was fucking amazing. And then uh, now I'm at the point where they're doing internships. Yeah, they're uh, doing internships uh, with uh, and then uh, we've got our Midoriya's with Gran Torino. But they just had I just literally finished the battle 
um, with uh, the hero killer. Yes. Stain. That, Stain. Oh, my God. That's like two, three fucking episodes that were just incredible. Well, I love that he was like for a minute you're like god he's like fucking invincible almost and then he just stops like he just like yeah, basically yeah. falls asleep because he's so committed to like whatever his fucking mental shit is yeah they said like a fucking rib stabbed his heart or some or a lung or some shit yeah, right yeah 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 i man i'm loving I, i'm loving that show I, I had to stop though because uh season three goes from uh dub to sub how so, are you watching it because i think are you watching it on Funimation? No, I'm watching it on Hulu. Oh, uh, okay. Funimation, I think, has it dubbed, dude. Yeah, I might have to actually sub to the Funimation app because of my hero. Because I watched it on Crunchyroll, and I don't think they're going to have it anymore after because Funimation started their own app, and they were like, fuck y'all. All of y'all. Because yeah, uh, I'm doing the VRV app. Okay. VRV Premium for 10 bucks. I'm not kidding you. You get... Um, you get Crunchyroll, you get the horror channel Shudder, you get Nick Splat, you get um, – you used to get Funimation. They just took it off. But you get like 10 fucking channels, man, That's all awesome. from 99 Yeah, because uh, I have Shudder and uh, Crunchyroll. I got Shudder for 4 bucks with Amazon, and then I forgot to cancel it because like there's <laughs> nothing – but there's a bunch of shit coming out for Shudder. Like they just got um Creep Show's coming out. Yes, Creep Show. And I think the new uh, Tales from the Crypt's gonna be on there too. <laughs> no. Oh no. Tales they canceled the that. That was supposed to be the M Night Shyamalan Tales from the Crypt, right? Yeah, God, yeah, could you imagine? It. Can you imagine they're like every episode's a twist and it's like fucking the the new Goosebumps TV show because M. Night Shyamalan is basically R.L. Stein, but for grown-ups, because R.L. Stein always had twists. You remember that? Where it's like, no, no, Billy, you're the alien. And you're like, fuck! <laughs> like Camp Jelly Jam. I remember fucking reading that book. And like, there's like a fucking monster in the camp, and everyone's weird. And then at the end, they're like, Billy? I don't remember that's his name. It's Every kid is Billy. You passed. You were being tested to see if you could go to the alien planet we're exploring. That planet's called Earth, and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, he's they're, they're the same person. <laughs> the only other thing I want to talk about real quick is uh, everybody needs to watch Wayne on YouTube Premium. Yeah, I need to get it. I need to get YouTube Premium and watch Cobra Kai, which I never did. And... Wait, does he? Yeah, YouTube Red. They they have they oh, make their yeah, own shows. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. How much is YouTube Red? Seven bucks? Uh, it's YouTube Premium. I'm not even sure how much oh, is it, it is. Called, I've got somebody's login. Is it called Premium now? <laughs> it's called Premium. It used to be called Red, and then they took out the Red. Now it's Premium. Five ninety nine a month. Oh, that's not for bad students. At all. <laughs> I'm a student. I got my student ID. I just signed up, but I'm I'm not really technically free for one month. A student. Till... I click this link. Oh, twelve bucks. Okay, that's expensive. Uh, but there, they are actually. Um, who's making Wayne? It's someone famous. Uh, well, okay, hold on. Here's the deal. Um, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, the Deadpool writers. Yes, they wrote one episode, okay. the third episode, and they're executive producers on there. But the creator is this dude named Sean Simmons, who's done a bunch of like, I don't know, just a bunch of comedies I've never even fucking heard of. This is the first thing I've ever watched of his. And so we recorded last night. Recorded and we talked about Wayne for probably like 15, 20 minutes. I uploaded our episode today and just threw like our tweet on Twitter. And within two hours of our show being uploaded, 
Sean Simmons reached out and said, thanks for all the kind words about my baby Wayne. Like That's, within two, wow. this guy's going through fucking like tweets, checking hashtags for people talking about his show. And he saw that a podcast talked about it and he listened to our podcast. That's and fucking he, crazy. Yeah. And then he fucking followed. He, he like followed me like an hour ago. So dude, are you famous? Uh, dude, I am so not famous, Aaron. By the way, can you tweet arts? <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you like Wayne, listen. To- <laughs> so what? What's what is Wayne about? I, I haven't. I've I've only seen like the promo uh, videos yeah. pop up, but I've not watched them. You've got Wayne. He's a 16 year old kid, and his mom, uh, his mom uh, left him and his father, and his father's got cancer, and his father's dying. And has nothing to leave Wayne. And he's like, well, the only thing I had to leave you and I really wanted to leave you was this 79 Trans Am. It's this fucking beautiful Trans Am. It's gold. It's awesome. And he's like, but your mom took it. And now her new husband has your car. And so I really he's like, you know, I wish I could have left that to you. His dad dies. This kid is just super violent, though. Like, if you fuck with Wayne, he will fuck he will fuck you up. And he's not even the biggest guy. He's just crazy. Um, so he ends up taking this trip to Ocala, Florida with this girl who's 15. He's 16. And her dad, you know the guy? What's that guy? Uh, he's Mayhem in those insurance commercials. Oh, God. Oh, I don't know his name. He's but. Keller in, uh, in uh, Oz. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he's he plays the father of this girl, and then there's these, and this, they, they're all the, up in Boston, Massachusetts. So they Dina. all talk like you know, park the car in the yard, you know. And so like they're he takes their daughter, and he's going down to Ocala, Florida, to get this car, and it's about their adventures on the way. And then like the father and his two twin sons are after Wayne. The police are after Wayne, and it's just it's insane. It's ultra violent, and the humor is just top-notch like you'd expect from Rhett race and paul wernick so it, it kind of reminds me of uh the end of the fucking world i mean yes. obviously different stories but it sounds like a similar idea like just fuck yep. everything just crazy teenage shit yeah uh michael malley's in this one too i have to finish the end of the fucking world too it's I, great i love that good. show yeah, I really enjoyed it, and then Kelsey and I were watching it, and then we got like the episode. It's eight episodes, right? I think we got to six. Yeah, and it's so good, and I just I don't know why we didn't finish it. So I, I thought about it the other day, and I got to do that. But I'll definitely check this out. Yeah, but how are you gonna check it out? I'm gonna steal a login, bro. You're gonna go. Hey, Brian, can you put on YouTube and Skype me? And, <laughs> and I'm like, We're having a Wayne party on, you know, on YouTube. And then Brian forgets his webcam. And I'm like, can you also put on some clothes? <laughs> and he's like, no, sir, I will not. How about that? Um, that's fucking awesome, though, that the fucking series creator retweeted you, though. And Sean fucking- Simmons, writer, producer. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's cool because I love it when, uh, new creators like this, like when they put something out there and they're actively searching social media to see like who's talking about their stuff and reaching out to people too. Like I, I didn't, you know, tag him or nothing, man. I just put hashtag Wayne in our tweet and he scrolled and within two fucking hours of our episode being uploaded, he'd already listened to it. Well, in your episodes, he was probably only halfway through because your episode's, what, four hours-ish, right? Jesus Christ, this last one. We started it two hours early, 
so we could get done earlier, and we ended around the same time. The episode was like <laughs> five and a half fucking hours. It's embarrassing. I hate it when our episodes go that long, dude. I uh, I go, Aaron, you want to do uh, this thing this weekend? Uh, there's like a vintage bike show, uh, like motorcycle show. And he, he's like, no, I can't. I got to record PCL. And you know, that's a whole day event. <laughs> no like, shit. I was like, you know, I'm going to, well, because I was saying like, well, you know, we'll record that. But I also, on the weekend, I see my sister. So one day I go do family stuff and then, you know, I'll do that. Used to be uh, that day, you know, my Sundays were, or my weekends were. Um, Breakfast club. Breakfast Club, and then I'd Writing. record with uh, Spoiler Steve. Or record, yeah. Yeah, so. But, you know, he doesn't, he didn't invite me to his wedding. He didn't, uh, <laughs> he was so mad last week. He's like, dude, you invited me to record, and then you didn't tell me you were going to, because I invited him, and then we had to cancel. So then when we recorded, it was like very just kind of last minute random. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it was last minute. He's like, an invite would be nice. I'm like, yeah, I'm still waiting on my fucking invite to your wedding. And he's like, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Is Steve doing a Punisher recap? I think he's just... I, I think he's writing it for IGN. <laughs> no, I think... <laughs> I don't think they're doing a season of it, like, a, you know, on, on an actual Punisher series. Uh, on. I think they'll do it on the... Tied to the MCU, maybe. Uh, I, I'm loving it, man. The new Punisher, I'm... See, but I like, like, the action, like, especially, like, uh, Fist of Fist. And like the more violent, I make this stupid face. Like when I'm watching, I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know Keith used to be a fucking fighter in the streets, in not the a street sh- fighter in, in the sheets. <laughs> fighter in the streets, a crier in the sheets. That's what they always say. Um, How many episodes in are you? I am a good five episodes. Is have they introduced Jigsaw yet? Uh, you mean yeah, same guy with uh with little scars. Yeah, on his I was face. saying he's like, you've cut two lines into the sides of my face. I hate you, you he, son of a bitch. He doesn't even look that bad. He looks like he just went through some bad acne as he's a kid. Still super fuckable. Like, I know. <laughs> you wouldn't even if you were a lady, you'd be like, you know what? I will still let you rip. You're still hot. Now mm-hmm. you're just a little gruff looking. You look scary. Yeah. You could grow your hair back. That's the noise I would make as a girl when I was horny. I'd go. Rawr. Is that it? <laughs> Just that noise. Okay. That'd be like uh, how you'd know if you were my partner. I would walk by and go, meow. And like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't look like fucking Jigsaw, though. He like, doesn't. Jigsaw's supposed to be horrific looking. Like, he's all fucked up. And this that he rubbed his face down a broken mirror. Like, so it was brutal when he did it. And... Then they just were like, "Yeah, I cut him two times." <laughs> so this also suffers like from the flashback syndrome from uh, Iron Fist because oh, they no. keep going back to like his face on the glass and like that that time, and he it's just they keep cutting back to it. That first season, but that's of all I'm Iron gonna say about Fist, it. They kept cutting to the fucking airplane, and they'd put that shitty white filter on and like shake the camera. And I was losing my mind. You can hear it on the Iron Fist podcast. I shit on it like so much. And I didn't mind Iron Fist season one. I just hated that a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it. We're going to do our glass review. Are we? Okay. Yeah. Fuck. Fucking fuck it, dude. Fucking fuck it, dude. I'm buying time while I try to unlock uh, my iPad. Yeah. You're really bad at uh, these drops here. But it's okay. We don't have any music. So we're going to, you know what music we're going to do? That's okay. it. We just dialed four numbers. <laughs> um, all right, Brian. Keith didn't see it. You saw it. What? Let's. Fuck, 
fucking oh my god so glass the third movie in m night Shyamalan's trilogy uh, unbreakable trilogy it's really so it goes unbreakable then like fucking 17 years goes by and then split came out and it was like a sleeper sequel it was like a pseudo sequel it's like a sister film to it in the same universe and it kind of introduces that david dunn it is in that universe at the very end because otherwise you do, i mean you have no idea there's no uh elijah glass cameo in there or anything like that is his name glass elijah pierce yeah it's elijah but they just call him mr glass um what does it say keith Elijah Price. Elijah Price. Price. There we go. Yeah. He calls himself Glass because he has osteogenesis something or other where his bones are really brittle and they break. So, like, his thing is his superpowers, he's really smart. And he is super smart. He can memorize blueprints at, like, within one glance and he's like a mastermind of stuff. But, um, so this movie is the third. It's 20 years basically in the making. And, um, you know, everybody loves Unbreakable. Um, I myself wasn't a huge fan. I have to watch it again because I don't want to say I didn't like it. I just wasn't floored by it when I saw it. I thought it was kind of cool. And I think I'm just going to come out and say this. I think I am not the proper audience member for this type of superhero movie. The superheroics are super lame. And like they're because he's making like more of a real world a realistic superhero but i like mine like kind of kick-ass style where it's like real world but also kind of heightened where it's like funny or something's going on and this is just like <laughs> there's a part and brian i swear i'll let you get in on this in a second there's a part where they're like these guys are so strong they each push like four cops <laughs> Like they just are pushing these guys with shields slowly backwards, and then they're like, "Check how strong he is! Watch him slowly bend metal for like forty five seconds." And you're like, "None of this is super cool." Like, I don't know. Anyways, Brian, what for me? I'm not a big fan of this so far. What what do you, what do you got, Brian? You know, I was okay. I was a huge fan of Unbreakable. It kind of fucking blew my mind when I first watched that movie because the whole time I you know. I knew that Elijah was obsessed with comic books and comic book lore and, 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 and stuff like that. But I didn't know that it was actually setting up like a real world kind of like superhero origin story where it was like, you know, you've got your in real life fucking villain and then hero. And so when I, then we got split, I saw that in the theater and I absolutely hated it. I was just like, I don't care. I don't care about the big reveal at the end. That didn't save it for me. I just didn't care for the movie. I thought McAvoy was fine. did a great job, but I, I just didn't care for the movie. So going into this one, like I thought the trailers looked really good. I wanted to stay kind of positive about it, but then critics started saying the movie's garbage. And so they were like, oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's horrible. So I went into it with like low expectations and I'm watching the movie, and for some reason, the, this movie just works for me because of the way they set up the the way they set up the Beast versus David Dunn. Just and it my, my it, it's my anticipation of seeing that heavyweight battle in the movie. They tease us with that battle here at the beginning. And then I'm like waiting for it at the end. And even the stuff in the hospital, I just found fucking fascinating. 
the fact that they're trying to, they've got this whole program where they try to reprogram these guys to think that they aren't these superheroes, these uh, superpowered people. And they, and, and they think that they're doing something humane. And if they can retrain their minds and let them just think that they're normal people that have something wrong upstairs, like you're, you know, you don't have these abilities. This is all in your head. And if they can, you know, if they can do that, it's more humane than just killing them because it's, they don't want to see like that next evolution in with humans. And uh, cause you know, like, think about that. Think about that. If, if humans actually started to have like fucking like real powers and stuff, how the, how the government would freak out because they, they're not controlling it. Well, I will say this. Uh, I really enjoyed Sarah Paulson like a lot. I, uh, what saved this movie for me from being like a complete piece of f- flaming dog shit was the acting. Like McAvoy was great. I think Bruce Willis was like hit or miss. But Bruce Willis, I, I said this in my review last night. I want to see passionate Bruce Willis again. Me he too. just seems like he's fucking asleep at the wheel, like he's dead behind the eyes. There were like two parts in this, though, where he like you could see a little spark of his personality. And I enjoyed that. You know what I mean? I, I don't think this was a great performance of his, but there was like two or three scenes where you're like, OK, like he actually cares a little bit. But yeah, I'm with you. Like, I just, he, he basically well, is like. The, okay, because I've seen this movie twice now. And the reason I did that was because after I watched it the first time, I'm like, did I really just fucking love this movie that everyone <laughs> hates? And so I'm like, there's got to be something wrong with me. I'm going to go watch Unbreakable again because it's on the sci fi app right now. So I watched Unbreakable again. And as soon as I watched it and finished it, I'm like, okay, fuck it. Fresh on the brain, let's go watch Glass again. Went back to the IMAX with my AMC A list. Watch Glass again. Still fucking loved it, and and I don't I I don't know. It's just one of those things where I it just fascinated me. The Beast versus David Dunn that fascinated me, and then I and then everything happening in the hospital. I was just I was fascinated with it, and then we got that final battle at the end, and it was. I don't know. I I left very satisfied. I don't know what is wrong with me, Aaron, but I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. Well, it's not really you. A, a lot of people like it, and a lot of people don't like. It. I, I, it's a very you know, for lack of a better term, it's like people are split on this one, because I think it is. If you like that really grounded, realistic take on superheroes, like they are, they are definitely superheroes. Like the Beast lifts a car, but not like over his head he flips it by himself you know which would normally take four or five people it's just so anticlimactic for me i did like when they're fighting on the van and like you see david dunn punching it and he's denting the van like you know we can all punch like the hood yeah we can all punch like the hood of a car and leave like a tiny dent but he is fucking smashing it and you're you know you're starting to see that and i like that for him like you can see that he enjoy like i'll say this i love the beginning i really like they brought his original son like the actor who played his son in the first movie back that guy's probably done nothing since uh, you know he's I mean, he probably did stuff oh, he's been in agents of shield i actually looked at his imdb um filmography he's been in a bunch of stuff it's just stuff that i haven't been watching yeah okay that's fair let me take that back like he's just more of like a a bit role kind of guy i'm sure you know he's done some tv stuff which is great but it was great to see him come back and i really liked their interactions i love that he's like the oracle to david dunn's he's the man in the chair terribly named overseer 
I hated that name so much. I liked um, what did they call him? The Green Guard. I thought that was cool. I think that's a better name. Okay, we had to stop for a second. Uh, we had some issues with Skyperoni. Uh, but anyways, I did enjoy the name, the Green Guard. I think that's what they called him. Um, and I like that they, you know, they fucked with the idea that the news will change his name based on the different things that are going on in the, you know, the different articles they're writing. Uh, but then they stuck with the fucking overseer, which really his kid should be called the overseer because he's the one like watching the internet and doing all that stuff. Um, but I really did enjoy like that little sequence we got of Bruce Will or David Dunn, you know catching those kids and i love that when he gets so like these kids dude just superman punches a random asian guy who's just walking with his groceries and the dude just fucking superman punches him and knocks him out on video and like they're just trying to get like a viral video you know what i mean so then they run like the you know somebody's chasing them they run but it's not david dunn then he breaks in their house and basically beats them both up and he comes home or comes back to the they have like a security store and he's like I had to stop. They fucking bumped into me. What do you want me to do? Like, because he has the ability, if he touches you, he can see your crimes. Like, he can, or see things about you. Um, So I thought that was, like, a really cool way to remind us of that and kind of show us that he is acting as a vigilante in a very small scale because it's real life, you know, like in this. It's the real world. There's only one villain that we know of, and that's the one superpower villain that's the Beast. Or the Horde, which I actually think is a cool name for um, Kevin Wendell Crumb, which I thought McAvoy did an even better job in this because uh, we got to see way more of his personalities. Um, I know some people were, some of the reviewers were bitching that it was too much Hedwig, but I think Hedwig is, um, I, he's like, he's like a, a good, he's one of the good personalities to like, have pop out because he's kind of fun kind of funny he's an eight a nine-year-old boy that's did you see split Keith? no okay. i i, I try to watch split on uh the amazon fire stick and i watched a, a bowling movie <laughs> probably like 20 <laughs> minutes into it I watched a bowling. <laughs> you're like where's the guy with the fucking split personalities <laughs> nope um, i watched a bowling movie brian i'm with you i did not like split i feel like if i rewatch uh, unbreakable i will enjoy it more i like because i don't hate M. Night Shyamalan I hate a lot of his movies but I don't I like I respect that he tries things and he takes risks and he writes you know these stories that he has in his head but uh some of them don't work out very well I noticed in this movie in remember when he um the cheerleaders that are like chained up yeah he comes in there doesn't he have like a crowbar and he just starts popping it yeah popping off in the first Unbreakable movie, at the end of the movie, where he has his big hero moment and he rescues two girls, they're chained up in a bathroom. <laughs> he's just... And so it's like, but it takes him a lot longer to get them fucking like freed. So it was like kind of cool to see like how far he's come in like, you know, what is it, 19 years now to where like he's been doing this a while. He's kind of a pro. He's just like popping these girls like free. And so... I don't know that, and then I, I don't know. I just I for some reason this movie everything worked for me. It just everything worked, and I had a smile on my face the entire time I watched this fucking movie the first time. I had a blast. I'm <laughs> definitely in the minority, but if you go to if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, Rotten Tomatoes, it's like 
35% for the critics, and it's 78, I believe, for the audience. So Yeah, there's usually a, a pretty big imbalance for some reason. It's like there's always a, an imbalance there. I mean, again, Rotten Tomatoes is an aggregator, so it's like it's tough not to think that the score is a score of the movie. And usually it's pretty accurate in terms of that. It's just not like this is a 42% or whatever, like the movie itself, it's that 42% of the critics gave it a positive review. But that still is a pretty good barometer for where, you know, it's at. But um, what's the tie-in with The Sixth Sense? There is none. There is none. Okay. I mean, it's just, just Shyamalan and Bruce Just Willis. Shyamalan and Bruce Willis. Um, so, you know, the one thing... I thought they were going to do, and I was getting really mad, and then they didn't do it, and I was happy about that, was the, like, shitty uh, nurses at the, or, like, the, you know, the male nurse that's like, if I drop this flashlight, I could break your legs. And, like, at first you're like, oh, they're doing this thing where it's like they have abusive, uh, you know, help at the, or the, the employees at the mental hospital are abusive, but he was just trying to figure out why, you know, how he got out, and if they, if he was, you know, fucking with them. So he was like trying to scare him because he, you know, Mr. Glass's bones will break. So he had like a mag light, and he's like, "If I drop this, no one will believe that I did it on purpose, and I'll, you know, break your leg, and it's gonna fucking hurt." And so he drops it to see if he registers a reaction, and then catches it right at the last second. So like, at first I thought they were doing like the fucking uh, uh, fat camp, or no, uh, Billy Madison. Um, God, Ben Stiller as the fucking nurse that at her retirement home. You remember that? Oh yeah. no, not the nurse. The uh, you're right. The uh, orderly heavyweights. Yeah, it was. He- well, he was the same character in heavyweight. Well, the same type of kid, but it was Billy Madison that he was the arts and crafts time has just been extended by six hours today. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was glad of that. Uh, the M Night Shyamalan cameo in this was terrible. I like he's so bad. He's uh, he was two characters. Was he? Yeah, according to IMDb. I only saw He was once. Jai and a security guard. I wonder when he was a security guard. Because there's a whole extended scene where this... I think that he's playing the same character that he was in Unbreakable. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because he says, so, hey, remember that time or whatever? Yeah, Yeah, because like in Unbreakable, David Dunn thought that he was uh, a drug dealer selling drugs at the stadium. And in this one, he says to David, he's like, yeah, I used to hang out with a bad crowd back in the day. Yeah, and basically I turned it around. Yeah, they didn't give him a name in Unbreakable. He's just a stadium drug dealer. And yeah, then, yeah. And then um, in Split, he's the same guy as he is in Glass. Hmm. He's so a, he's the same guy always. Oh, he worked at the zoo. He was at, the other security guard. He was a Hooters lover. Nope, I'm wrong. So let me ask you this, Brian. Did you notice when um, what's her name goes to visit the horde? When she leaves, she all of a sudden has his jacket from the zoo, and I'm like, Yeah, what, what was up with that? I didn't get that. She, she was she had the zoo jacket on. She didn't arrive with it. No, I will say uh, I was just fighting with spoiler Steve about Split the other day because he loved Split, did not like Glass, uh, and we were fighting about it at uh, at work the other day, and I'm like. Split was a pointless movie. It existed to facilitate this sequel to to Unbreakable. It should have been a 10-minute short film on YouTube. And it would have drummed up interest, and then he could have got money to make this movie. Because the story arc of Split is nothing. Nothing happens. And he's like, uh, the girl 
gets her uncle and sends him to jail. I'm like, no, she doesn't. She just gets to talk to the cop, and the cop's like, is something wrong? And she's like, uh, and then it ends. And you're like, what the fuck do I care about this for? But in this, at least, they say that she sent her uncle to jail or whatever. Samuel Jackson's jacket is so fucking cool, though. Oh, his glass. Well, that's the when at the very end of Unbreakable, he's wearing that uh, suit. That's like his super villain suit. Um, so I will say on some more positives for me. I think a lot of the cinematography was really, really well done in this movie. Um, except for I hated all the GoPro fucking shots where they got a camera strapped to them, like fucking. Uh, what was that show on MTV where they would send people into like ghost houses and shit and scare them? <laughs> Do you remember that show? Uh, ghost Hunters. No, not Ghost. It had um, it had Godsmack as the theme song. <laughs> God damn it! No. Yeah, it had the fucking "I'm not the one who's so far away." That song. It was MTV. You should probably turn the mic off. If you're gonna type on my fucking no. mechanical keyboard. Um. God damn it. Anyways, they there's like three or four shots when the Beast and David Dunn are fighting. That they just... Fear? Fear. There it is. MTV's fear. Um, They just look like... I mean, McAvoy's young, but Bruce Willis and him look like two old guys like wrestling at a slow, in slow motion. They're just like not really fighting. There's no punching. Uh, except for David Dunn punches a car. I love the McAvoy's fighting style in that in in uh, as the beast. I love the way he would kind of like double kick off of like pillars and shit. That was cool. Yeah, he did some cool shit. I just felt like they they should have been beating on each other. That's that's my thing. Like he had these weird bestial moves, but then when he's like attacking David Dunn, he's just trying to. All right, I will say I thought it was cool that you could watch him squeezing David Dunn in their first fight, like trying to squeeze him like he does to the orderly later. Yeah. And he's shocked that it's not working. Like you can see him being like, what the fuck? And I do like that all of his alters were like, who is that guy? And right. why the fuck is he like that? And the, 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 the scene where they're in the hospital and they're both in their rooms. That was cool. And, and they see each other. And you hear like that that... You know that really sharp kind of like uh, um, that sound they that they use in the horror movies, and it sounds like it's uh, from like a it's like a violin or something. Right? Violin, yeah, exactly. Uh, and I don't know. I loved how they were able to kind of like restrain them both. The light, you know, the flashing light for for uh, Kevin Wendell Crumb, the Beast, or whatever, and then you know the the water um, for well, David Dunn. I will and, say this. The water thing drives me bananas. Every Shyamalan movie is water-based because when M. Night Shyamalan was a child, he almost drowned, and so it's like a fucking fixation of his, which I understand, but he shoehorns it into his movies. Like It ruined Signs for me, which I loved. I thought Signs was fucking great, and then the, the part where they were like, oh, the aliens are weak to water. I was like, fuck you, because... You would see that Earth is made of water from space. You'd go like, oh, shit, what's all that blue stuff? Is that the stuff? Oh, that's the stuff we're weak against. We can't go there. Should we go there? I, mean, I guess we'll try. Like in Florida, we have 100% humidity. They would melt. They would walk out, and we'd be like, what's up, S.A.? And then they'd fucking melt, and we'd be like, LOL, bye. Like, Anyways, so in Unbreakable, it bothered me that that was his weakness because I'm like, how does he shower? They like spray water and he's like, oh, I can't breathe. <laughs> he like freaks out and you're like, 
Do you just stink? Do you like get a rag with water on it and wash your armpits and dick and balls and then just like he had to know his whole life that he couldn't even be near water. We did see like so I'm with you on some of the the stuff at the hospital, but I feel like even though we were there a super long time, like Act 2 is really long. It's a long time in there. I don't think we got enough of her talking to them. We should have wasted less time like just kind of showing random other shit like the girl reading comic books and fucking the son Googling comic books and, the, and all that stuff. Like cut that, intercut that, but intercut it with more treatments because that lady fucks with them in one session. <laughs> she literally is like, what's up? I'm fucking real good at my job. And like gets them to start believing they're crazy instantly. With Kevin and Patricia, all, you know, the horde, I could see it because they are crazy. Like, not they're not crazy, but they do have a mental illness that they know about. You know what I mean? David Dunn, she just like triggers the memory of him figuring out his weakness as a kid. And it's like instantly like, maybe I don't have superpowers. And I thought it was a little too quick. But again, I really liked Sarah Paulson in this. Until the end. I fucking, the ending killed me. I, I, I agree that with with David, it felt like this guy shouldn't have fallen for that so quickly or, or doubted himself. Because, you know, he's been doing this, these superhuman things for, you know, 17, 18, 19 years now. And I get that, but it wasn't enough for me to like, not for me to be taken out of the movie to where I was just like, ah, this is absolute garbage. Just for some reason, this movie, it, it got me. It was kind of like, I was, I was excited for that heavyweight bout at that. I knew I was going to get at the end of this movie. I wanted to see the beast versus David Dunn. It, this movie really pumped me up for that. And then when we finally fucking got it and now we've got Sarah Paulson outside looking outside and she sees the beast like with his uh you know stretching his back and like yelling at david dunn like a fucking animal and this fight is about to go down you know and he's trying to like exert his dominance like an animal would out in like nature and shit i'm like oh my god this shit is fucking happening and then like the security camera footage all the seeing the fight not only from like that you know the one view that we had from like the girls inside the van, but then we get to see it again from the security camera footage. And I just thought everything just looked so well done. I really, I, I don't know. I had a blast watching this fucking movie. Well, I will say the buildup was good. Like I was with you. I'm like, I want to see them really fucking haul off and beat the shit out of each other. Like I want to see the beast become a beast and you do. There's that part where they're just looking at each other. And then the beast like, yeah, motherfucker gets on all fours and just runs. And like, they did it in a way where it looked real, but you know no one can do that. You know what I mean? Like, it looked natural enough that you're like, okay, he is, he knows how to do this, but it also looked superhuman in a way because his strides were super long. Like, where if you try to run on all fours, you'd move each arm. You know, like, if you were doing it, we would try to run and you'd, like, kind of, like, move. Yeah, but, like, He's, dogs, like, taking, like, Dogs long, do that, yeah, too. Yeah. Like, they did a really good job of that where it didn't look fake, but it it didn't look too real because it would look real goofy if you try to do it like a regular person would. You know what I mean? I thought that was really good. And like he does it to get all the speed and then he jumps up onto two legs and does like the last three steps and then they just clash. And it wasn't terrible. And I honestly, 
I did enjoy the subversion of uh, like they're basically opening this giant like uh, the, a new, the tallest building in Philadelphia where this takes place is unveiling that day. And so Glass is like, I'm going to show you guys fighting there because all the cameras in the city will be there. It'll be on the news. No one will be able to deny that it's happening. And I like that they subvert that with then the fight actually happens on the lawn of the mental hospital. And it's a small scale thing. I think that's pretty cool. I just thought there was some stuff that I thought could have been cooler. Like I wanted to see the beast do one of them spin kicks like he did on the car, but kick like all four of the cops like fucking 10 feet away. So it's it's like superhuman, but not like he kicks them to fucking, you know, the building and they just smash into it or whatever, you know, like an actual superhero. Um, and David Dunn just pushes four guys like literally for one minute straight. and they just He just pushes them slowly backwards and they're like, whoa. And then he shoves them. I just, I just, I had a blast with Mr. Glass. I mean, it was one of those things where you're at the, he's so, it's so meta and he's so aware of like how this is. He grew up reading comic books and loving comic books. Like that's what his mom used to get him is comic books. That's how she'd get him to go outside because he was scared of like being hurt. So she would leave a comic book out on a bench outside for him every day. He'd get a new comic book every time he went outside. And so he grew up. This is like part of him as a child. And here he is in this fucking movie. And he's saying stuff like, oh, these are the, oh, these are the major characters from like, you know, like when, when, uh, you know, David Dunn's son shows up and then Anya Taylor, uh, uh, yeah, the girl from Beast shows up and his mother shows up. He's talking about how like they're supporting characters from the comic book. And um, he's excited about that. And then he's excited about, you know, like even like the, the big twist of like at the end where, <laughs> where he's like David Dunn's son shows up and gives away the big twist of like, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, we could just I mean, we already we're in spoilers like, yeah, David Dunn's son is like. Your dad didn't just disappear. Well, first of all, <laughs> Kevin's dad left on a train one day to get him help because he had DID and his mom was abusive. But for some reason, didn't take his son away from his abusive wife. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, no, 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 I'll BRB, bruh. And so for Kevin's whole life, he thought his dad died because his mom just didn't, or his dad just left because his mom didn't tell him that he died. And then you find out that glad, he was on the same train as David Dunn. And I thought that was a really well done little flashback and did you know a little bit of trivia that all of the flashbacks other than the flashback to the beginning of uh unbreakable here were actual deleted scenes like the scene where the son says like i'm not scared anymore because i know you're a superhero basically to his dad yeah that was was not in the original film yeah it was a deleted scene that he had for a director's cut and so he just used it um in this and i thought it was a really smart usage like a lot of movies fuck that up like a lot of times you're like okay come on guys like you're just padding the length of this movie with some of the reused footage but this was like stuff that they took out of the movie that didn't make sense and that's why they fucking took it out yeah and it like it works in this you're like it actually works because he's i don't know it, it was that stuff was really well done um i, know, I just actually, I like, loved when that reveal happened how it you know how Mr. Glass reacts like, oh, you're, you know, like he's reacting like it's it's you're not supposed to know this yet because like that's oh, not yeah. how, that's not how it would be revealed in a comic book, you know, and then like once it's revealed and then the beast starts to fuck Mr. Glass up because the beast realizes like this guy 
even though he like broke him out of that psychiatric hospital, Kevin, he, he could still hurt Kevin. And so he, he starts to attack Mr. Glass. And then when David Dunn steps in to protect Mr. Glass, I just love Mr. Glass's reaction. Like, you know, Oh, the hero protecting the, the hero has now flipped and is protecting the villain. And I, I don't know. It just, it's like that. He just, his excitement, his love for comic books and just how, it's just like how in the moment he is thinking these things. Well, the, I loved it. I, th- I thought it was a lot of fun. I did like that. It's sort of, um, it's almost like a crossover of all three movies. Well, of the first two films, like meeting up. Cause you know, we get Anna Taylor joy and, uh, you know, James McAvoy and then we get uh, Sam Jackson, Bruce Willis, and the son all like kind of coming together. Um, but I will say this: <laughs> is Sam Jackson's mom also evil? Like it seems like she's super cool with the fact that he derailed a fucking train and killed a bunch of people, and she's just like, "I love my son. Uh, he's just so smart and great, and doesn't brush his teeth or whatever." Because <laughs> like, did you notice at the end his teeth are just black randomly? Are, yeah, black. I was like, "What the fuck is going on now?" I don't. Yeah, yeah I don't he broke understand. his teeth, or he got cavities and had them all gone. No, he just randomly has like his. It looks like he ate Oreos. Like all of a sudden, <laughs> like he just has Oreo gunk in his teeth. Um, I so <laughs> I'm with you up until Bruce Willis says, "What about that showdown?" Like his line was so bad. Like, and it's probably more Bruce Willis again phoning that line in. <laughs> he just is like like tries to say a quippy little line, and it's kind of falls flat for me but then then they go back to beating the shit out of each other uh but why was the barrel breaking (laughs) they didn't even hit the walls it was like it couldn't handle a little more water volume in it (laughs) like wasn't he pounding it with his fist well it was already cracking and then he breaks it and like that's you know that was smart obviously but i don't know it's just weird but then the the thing that fucking ruined this movie is the the ending ending the twist which i i will say like in one way i understand it like you said if you know there were superheroes the government would be like nah we gotta kill them asap like we would have a batman-esque type thing where it's like we need to get rid of this person that's a threat to the planet like they're not on that level but they would definitely try to figure a way to suppress the their abilities at the very least you know what i mean i just thought it was so lame what sarah paulson did like she she basically is like i was i had three days to try to help you but now you gotta die because you won't believe you don't have superpowers because you definitely do and you know now there's no denying it so she kills him but then just lets his son who watched it happen the mom of mr glass who watched it happen and anna taylor joy just like leave she's just like okay bye if you're already like crazy, you're you know your your secret society is like in that deep that you're killing people. You're not just going to be like, well, I guess you guys can just get to you know just get out. You don't have superpowers, but you definitely just watched everything that happened. <laughs> like, I just thought that was a very strange uh, ending. I did like that Glass had the ultimate secret plan though. Because we didn't really get enough of him being smart up to that point. You know what I mean? We got, like, him duping the guards and, like, hiding his meds. That stuff's cool a little bit. But he's not, like, 
masterminding. You think he's got like this plan for the plaza, but it's not. Like the very end is like, oh no, his whole plan was to get the fight on the security cameras that you fucking installed, and he uploads that to the internet. So that's cool. Like that was an interesting thing. I just really didn't like the. I mean, sorry, Keith, but fucking everyone dies. All of the three main characters just. So no sequel. No sequel. It. I mean, it sets up for like uh another movie in that world if he wanted to, but I don't think he will. Um, I don't think you should. I no. mean, I, I, I kind of, um, you know, I, I think it should just end the way it does now. Like, you know, if you just think like, yes, now, now everybody in the world knows that within them, you have something that anybody can be a superhero. These, these are just the first people that have unlocked this ability. Well, it's but like you, the f- everybody has it within you. It's like the first people that, figured it out like realized it because even even in unbreakable david dunn didn't even know he had it because he was constrained by his own beliefs of reality you know what i mean which uh like he didn't believe people could have super strength so he never tested it he just was him which i think that's a, a that was a really interesting concept too like would you even know i mean if you were within the realm of human strength or or, you know slightly beyond it because again they're not like they're not like superman they're like two humans strong you know what i mean which is still a superpower but he's not like the incredible hulk you know like it takes him a minute to bend steel so if you if you were like that he's a slow bender not a fast bender yeah not a michael fast bender um would you even test it like would you even think I'm the guy. I, I can lift 400 pounds. Like that scene in Unbreakable was was a lot of fun. Like where he's like, get more stuff. Like whatever else is here, hang fucking paint cans. Whatever we can do. Um. So the end of this, he broadcasts it. Uh, the this video footage of two basic superhumans fighting each other. And I love that Sarah Paulson fucking that moment where she screams in the hallway was really good. Mm-hmm. Like the yeah. moment where she's fucking defeated, and it's not like. It's very grounded, like the whole movie is. Uh, she basically walks out of the security room where she's like, fuck, he got me. All this, I installed the cameras that you utilized to do what you were going to do. It's implied that this is uh, not like the first time this has happened, though, either, right? Like, the, they've been yes. doing this for a while. Yes. She says uh, 10,000 years this group of people has been stopping the next evolution of human life well not stopping monitoring and trying to quell it you know and and i think she's the first one who's like i don't really want to kill people like if we don't have to and she almost did it and i love that like her character quirk was like did i almost do it like i loved every time when she was talked to that's one of the things i loved in the hospital was just the interactions that she would have with james mcavoy's characters that he would bring like the way she would kind of like smile when Hagwood Hedwig would say something silly or then I'd get really excited for like I really wanted to hear her and Patricia interact with one another yeah and that's who she broke too was Patricia I know and that I loved that I was like oh my gosh you know because I wanted to see like the interaction between those two characters and when she broke Patricia I was like holy shit she's really getting in her head it it was like I said a little too quick but McAvoy gave a goddamn stellar performance there. Like he was a guy who had a per- the, you know a personality inside of him that's a woman, 
reacting to the idea that the other guy inside of her isn't super strong. You know, like it was a multi-leveled performance and he did a really good job. And I love that it started with him on top, like, oh, good job. You really got him. And then she's like, LOL, and turns it right on her. And she's like, oh, you got me. <laughs> Fucking. What did you think? What did you think about the one personality? I don't remember if this personality was in Split or not, but the uh, the guy who was, he was an expert on 50s through 80s Japanese kaiju films. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he was in the the first movie. We got... The first one we saw like a couple. I think we saw eight max, and then in this we saw twelve or more. Because then we saw a bunch of brief ones, like the Spanish guy. <laughs> in this one, here, here, okay, Patricia, Dennis, Hedwig, the Beast, Barry, Heinrich, Jade, Ian, Mary Reynolds, Norma, Jalen, Cat, BT, Kevin, Wendell, Crumb, Mister Pritchard, Felita, Luke, Goddard, Samuel, and Polly. Jesus, I think we got almost all of them then this time. <laughs> there was 24 total, and I don't I don't know how many I named, but that's all the ones that he had in this movie. That's awesome. Uh, the, yeah. the part where he was uh, the sexy girl flirting with the dude was yeah. really good, too. Uh, that was great. That was funny. That was really good. Uh, the, and then all of a sudden, like, he's a Spanish character. Yeah, and I like when he was, like, the redneck, too. That was Luke, I think, the, like, he was, like, the, the cowboy um, yeah 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 but yeah so like i said you know i texted you that uh, this movie is saved for me by the acting uh and i think mcavoy gave like an even better performance in this than he did in split i think sam jackson was great because he was like crazy but also grounded again like and and bruce willis was uh, okay yeah, it's rough it was rough man i, I want to see like even in unbreakable like when his son gets ready to you know shoot him to prove that you know, he's a superhero. Bruce Willis has some passion behind that scene. He's yelling. He's like, I don't know. He just seems like Bruce Willis just seems so laid back in films anymore. And it's like, I get it. Yeah, you're old, but you don't have to act like you're asleep on screen, dude. Show some passion. Yeah, just quit acting if you don't care about it anymore. You know, like, right. I don't know. All right. Well, let's let's rate it with our uh, our three tier rating system that we did not steal from PCL. <laughs> Borrow, pre-owned, or buy. This, so buy is the best. Pre-owned is like, all right, you're going to get it. And then borrow is like, I don't want to pay money for it. So this is like... uh, You said a lot of good things about this. Yeah, I think talking about it, I actually did enjoy it. I didn't hate it. I never said I hated it. I didn't like it. But I think I liked more than I recognized because I was so turned off by that ending. Let's just say this, Keith. The main character of Unbreakable, like the fucking superhero, gets killed in a puddle. He's super strong, and a man drowns him. But like a regular human, just holds his head in the puddle. He was weakened, though. It's, he like, was, it, yeah. Like in Unbreakable, they said it is his kryptonite, and so with him being down in that water for as long as he was, he was weakened. Like even his son, like yelled out to like those, you know, the the police that showed up. He's like. My it's my father. He's over there. He's he's helping you guys. He's he's really weak right now. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I know it's kind of like stupid. Like, you know, we got to let everybody know that he's in a weakened state right now. But that yeah, that's basically what it came down to. <laughs> well, also someone I think it was Glass said the hero killed by his belief that water is his weakness or something like that. Like, or he he believes he's weak. Something like where he. 
he probably wasn't even weakened. It was that he psychologically thought he was. Water, yeah. It's well, a, it's, water it, can't kill you. It's in your body. It's an interesting concept for... I, I They hint to it a lot that it's psychological for him because he almost drowned as a kid. So mm-hmm. he he intuits it as his kryptonite. So even if it's not, like even if it doesn't physically impact him, psychosomatically it does, which then physically impacts him. So it is a it is a, a conceptually interesting idea. It's just it doesn't hold up when you're like, but he's super strong. He'd just do a push up, and that guy would fly off him. Um, so where's it set on your rating scale? I'm gonna say it's a pre owned. I would say this wow. is a came back around. Yeah, it's okay. I, I would say it's in terms of quality, it goes like unbreakable glass, and then split can go fuck itself. Other than just introduce like the fucking horde, and that's it. I want to go back and watch Split now, having seen like the completed, you know, trilogy. Now I, I want to go back and watch Split to see if I think of it differently. Just be careful because there's two Split movies that came out in 2016. <laughs> I don't know. I'm. St- I kind of want to watch that fucking bowling movie now. <laughs> it's been a while since I watched Kingpin. You remember Kingpin? Oh, I love Kingpin, dude. Yeah. I didn't watch that until like five years ago, and it was I hated it. I thought it was so unfunny, but it's it is a it's, movie it's of its dated time now. Yeah, it's yeah, dated. it's definitely dated. Man. It's a Fairly Brothers comedy, and those movies don't hold up other for me other than I think me myself and Irene has some really funny moments. I got a good one. I watched something about Mary the other and something day. about Mary. I think holds up. I love that movie. I love calling out all the spots they go to because, like, it's all yeah. it's all our area. It's like where Aaron grew up. Yeah. Um, the, the, one of the Fairly Brothers is making a movie that's coming out soon on Netflix, but we'll talk about it after we get Brian's rating. Rating, Brian, what do you got? Peter did Green Book. Yes, yes, yeah. you're right. That's who did it. Peter Fairley did Green Book, which is getting really high ratings. I it's crazy, but um, I, I'm buying I'm buying this movie. I. I don't know. I mean, I know it's got its detractors, man. I know there's a lot of people out there that do not like this one. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm happy that I went in and loved this movie because um, I really didn't think I was going to like it. You know, I tend to I tend to see like what critics reactions are. And even though I know I'm going to go into a movie and just like objectively, you know, rate it when I'm going to rate it. And if I like it, I like it. It. But still, like you gotta, you gotta admit that when you see like those low scores, it does dampen your hopes, right? Because like, yeah, were, you know. But I, for some reason, this movie just worked for me. It, it just, it hit everything for me, and I loved it. And I have not liked an M Night movie probably since. I haven't loved an M Night movie since Unbreakable. So I loved the visit. I'm did. I didn't like the visit at all. Jake loved it. Jake thought it. Jake really liked the visit. I did not like the visit either. So well, the thing I loved about it was him putting that diarrhea diaper on that kid's face because I hated (laughs) that kid the entire movie. You're not supposed to hate him either. He's supposed to be like one of the main characters, and he's such an annoying shithead that when they put the diarrhea diaper in his mouth, I was like, "Yeah." I I really enjoyed going to that movie with you because when the grandparents uh, went under the house, oh, when they were under the house and the grandma's giggling and running everywhere, you started screaming. (laughs) I yeah, I definitely when when they hit that kid with the diaper, I turned to Kelsey and said, "This is the greatest thing that's (laughs) ever happened in a movie ever." Um. But I'm with you. Yeah, I'm not a Shyamalan fan in terms of 
I love I think I think like when he hits he fucking hits and really yeah. for me that's like the sixth sense like even knowing that twist which is the twist of all twists you can still watch that movie and it's fucking great yeah yeah it's still a good fucking movie man and I enjoyed the visit, but I know it. I I don't know. I I know it's not a great movie. I think it was good, and it was back to a little bit more to form. See, here's the thing with going into the visit, even though I didn't like it, I didn't have any expectations for it. This is one of those movies that, like, you go back into his fucking catalog. Like, this is like you know, 19 years ago is when we got that first movie. We have expectations when it comes to a beloved. Shyamalan movie we don't want him to fuck this up and I've it's sad but I've heard people say like this is actually ruined unbreakable for oh them. no you can I've separate said, those two I know but I just feel bad for those people because like I got something completely out of it you know I I hate it when it when when a movie can ruin something that you love and so I don't know for me like this writes the wrongs of split and I loved it so yeah so uh on a side note real quick, just speaking of uh, hating and loving movies, uh, Brian from the Comic Slobs wants to come on here and tell us how bad Infinity War was. He heard that we liked it, Keith, and he's, he hated it so bad. He like got mad at me. <laughs> he hated it so bad. I watched so it we gotta have him twice on. already since it's been on Netflix. I haven't watched it again, but... He saw it on Netflix finally, and uh, he was like, "It was so bad." So, oh, he he, he went and and did a blockbuster movie on Netflix and saw it for the first time. He's not an MCU fan in terms of he doesn't like the cookie cutterness of all the characters and things like that. We'll we'll get. I'm gonna have him on. Maybe I'll, mm. we'll have him next week and debate. Whatever. It. Um, but he crazy because uh, Infinity War was was good. It was great. Yeah. I'd have to watch it again to say if it's great. Only the most talked about movie last year. So, so let's cover the last thing we've got. Well, we have news, but we'll t- topic wise, we'll talk yeah, about. Yeah, do Far we have a home. slice of pie for uh, Far From Home trailer that that was released this week? Well, we uh, well, I'm gonna cut into the news a little bit with it, just to say Kevin Feige came out and said that he confirmed that it takes place after Endgame, which is like the fuck, man. Fight me, Feige. Oh, yeah. That's what Keith yelled at. I went to go take my dog for a W-A-L-K. I can't say it right now. Uh, and he just yelled, fight me, Feige. I was so fucking pissed that he said that. Like, why? Yeah, we see, like, everyone, Nick Fury is back. We everyone see. was assuming it was, like... I yeah, I thought it would be a prequel, like, probably before Infinity War. Yeah, uh, Amy Pascal fucked this up in July of last year man she said um that this takes place minutes after avengers 4 I, I mean i literally have the quote that i read on last uh, on when i recorded last night amy pascal from sony already fucked this up last year why what's wrong with these people just shut the fuck up you know why and we talked about this last night because it's on the heels of what's going to be probably the biggest fucking summer blockbuster of this year. She wants she wants to connect it with Avengers Four and get that Avengers Four money. Mm, you're right. Oh, oh you want to you want to you definitely want to come and see the movie that takes place minutes after that huge fucking blockbuster, right? So I I agree oh. with you, Keith. It's like why fucking give that information out and spoil it? But on the flip side, she's just thinking with about those dollar bills. She's thinking about getting people into the theater because everyone and their grandmother is going to go see 
Avengers Endgame. And she's basically saying, oh, you want to see the movie that takes place minutes after that huge movie? Then come out and see our Sony Spider-Man Far From Home film. And Spider-Man Homecoming was not universally loved. I enjoyed it, but a lot of people were not big fans. I watched it again recently. My only my only qualm with it is there's not enough like classic Spider-Man swinging through the city scenes. You know what I mean? We don't get like the big New York swinging scenes. We get like a Washington Monument one, and then you know that's about it. I, I need to watch it again. I haven't watched it since its theatrical run. Um, so and I saw it two three times in the theater, and I I liked it, but I didn't love it. Yeah, you that's know? where I'm at. I liked it, but I didn't love it. Yeah. I, I enjoyed Michael Keaton's Vulture quite a bit, actually. So you you had some interesting uh, theories on the trailer um, where uh, where you see the You elementals. see, like, Sandman, well, what looks to be Sandman, Hydra Man, and then Magma Man or something like that, which they're calling the Elementals. I don't know if there's a different group in the comics called the Elementals. I have no idea. Yeah, in the comics, they're, the, they're called the Elementals, um, and... They are, I actually have... Oh, it's Molten Man, I think. I'm sorry. There is... Let me see here. We've got... I'll find... Somebody say something, because I'll find it. I'll find it here in a second. Okay, so here's my theory. Is that truly the Elementals, or is that Mysterio building himself up as a superhero, which we then see his fall from grace, because it's revealed that he's not fighting you know, those guys and he's creating them. And then we get Mysterio as a villain. Yeah. We're on the same page. I, I, I literally basically, you've kind of just quoted what I said on when I recorded last night. Well, I haven't listened to your episode yet. Okay. No, (laughs) No. but go back and listen to two episode two sixty two (laughs) of when they revealed the trailer and had the trailer descriptions from Brazilian, uh, CCXP comic-con, um, I speculated then that Mysterio was the one behind the elementals. And so I, I kind of saw this coming because like that, the character of Mysterio in the comics is like a special effects kind of like wizard. Yeah. He's like shooting green blasts. I'm like, he doesn't have powers. That's not, that's not what he, like his thing is. He tricks people with special effects and fucks with Spider-Man with fucking special effects. And yeah. for some yeah. reason, it works on Spider-Man. <laughs> we've got okay, the Elementals. Uh, we've got Magnum, Hydron, the Lord of the Water. Magnum, the Lord of the Condom. <laughs> no, Magnum, Master of the Earth, Hellfire, Wielder of Flame, and Zephyr, the Mistress of the Winds. Well, then that's weird. Uh, one of the best quotes ever, by the way. For Magnums is uh, I saw when I saw Tim and Eric live, uh, they brought DJ Doug Pound. If you're a fan of Tim and Eric, he's the fucking DJ that makes songs for them. Uh, and he did a skit like they would play things on like a projector. And his they played this skit he did where he's at a party and he's talking to a girl and they're about to hook up and he pulls a Magnum out. And she's like, oh, you wear Magnums? And he goes, yeah, girl. I like that baggy look. <laughs> it's the fucking best. You see that uh, Tim Heidecker is going to be in uh, Jordan Peele's Us? Yes. Yeah, oh he's one God. of the husbands. Dude, by the way, Us, I saw the trailer again. looks so fucking good. It looks really good. What's the deal with the fucking rabbits, though? Uh, it's going to be cloning, in my humble opinion. 
Ooh, shit. Because okay. it's lab stuff, and they clone small animals first, and then humans. And I think they're going to be human clones. But who knows? It's a interesting concept, and it looks really cool. And, I mean, Keith didn't like Get Out, but... Uh, I was cloning, kind of. No, not at all. It was body... It was like a consciousness swapping. No cloning. <laughs> Tomato. <laughs> Tomato, potato, same shit. Um, so Far From Home trailer came out. I mean, we just kind of talked. Uh, I think it looks good. That fucking noir suit. Yeah. Uh, and did we get a glimpse of a potential Gwen Stacy? It looked like they had a girl that could be like, LOL, it's a nod to her outfit because she's blonde and she has like the black headband. That uh, was Betty Brandt, right? Oh, is it Betty Brandt? Yeah, Betty Brandt and Ned are now dating in this new movie. Oh, they're a really couple. Funny. She's like, um, in the international trailer, they are at the airport together, and they're a couple. And then she's the one taking a picture of Ned when he's on the boat too. Oh, yeah. Hmm. So that's I think that's Betty Brandt. She was in the Homecoming film too. But it, the, do you think they did that as a nod a little bit? Because like just the hair and the, I don't know. I, don't, I want I I do it. I still just want a live action. Spider Gwen. Yes. 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 Did you see the Boss Logic art for Yeah, Haley I saw what yeah. She looks awesome. Oh my god. Yeah, she looks amazing. Because you posted it, I think like two days I ago, did. right? Yeah. I yeah. I, I saw that one on Boss Logic's Twitter page and I was like, holy shit. I'm like just it. I'm just now looking at the IMDB and it shows uh Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah I mean he's, he's uh Michael Keaton, don't always trust IMDb, but that is the big rumor that Michael Keaton's doing a uh, cameo um, from prison at the end of this movie, and like this might set up like that future Sinister Six film. Yeah, I think it would be smart to do it, but in like a small scale like that, like maybe have him meet Norman Osborn, and that's it. You know, just like introduce or or have Norman introduced in this. And then maybe have him meeting him like sort of a reverse Nick Fury. You know what I mean? Uh huh. What? Okay. Did you guys notice in the trailer the the old Avengers Tower, Tony's building, mm. under construction? Yes, 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 yes. I saw it in an article though, because I'm not that quick. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. Okay, because what I do is I actually like scene by scene, kind of like watch these fucking trailers, and I'm constantly pausing and stuff, but. Do you think it's going to be Oscorp Tower, or do you think it could be the Baxter Building? I'm hoping. Eventually. They're not going to announce it, I don't think, in this fucking movie. I would, it's under construction now. What is it going to be? I would hope a Baxter Building, because I sent you a screenshot of um, the... Uh, on Instagram, they were, the Shazam thing was playing a clip, but Zachary... What's his name? Zachary Levi. Zachary Levi. I almost said Quinto, but that's our Spock. Uh, Zachary Levi has like a little gray in his temples, and I was like, "Yo, is this our new uh, Reed Richards?" <laughs> but yeah. obviously, he can't because he's Shazam. Um, the did you see the new Shazam little teaser, like extra teaser? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I saw the new teaser. Um, and then they've got the uh, the actual trailer is going to be coming out tomorrow. Hell yeah! I I really loved the scene where he uh, Billy Batson jumps off the building and yells Shazam, and then. It's- awesome the yeah. shazam jump oh my god the trailer that's coming out tomorrow i've seen some pictures of it leak online there's a scene where he's um in I, it looks like he's in a store i don't know if it's a toy store or not but he's throwing batman 
dolls at a villain or someone. <laughs> and the villain in this is the guy that was um Mark Strong. Yeah, he was in uh, Kingsman. Right? He's yeah. yeah. Well, was it is it Mark Strong? He uh. looks so much like there's like two actors that look exactly alike to me and it's him and uh if it's not the guy it from is the Mark Kingsman Strong. Was he was in it Mark Strong Sinestro in the Green Lantern film? I didn't even see that movie. But was he in... Uh, God damn it. What's the movie I'm thinking of? Kingsman, The Golden Cir- Circle. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in Kingsman. He's been in a bunch of stuff recently. He's a good actor. I like him a lot. He's oh, like, I love Mark Strong. He's like a bit of a bit character actor, but he's really good. Yeah, dude. He was fucking Sinestro in Green Lantern. That's so funny. Yeah, he was. Did you know Taika Waititi was uh, his best uh, Green Lantern's best friend in that movie? Really? Yeah, Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi plays Ryan Reynolds. Uh, Hal, uh, Hal Jordan plays his best friend That's so in uh, Green Lantern. Yeah. Goddamn Ragnarok is so good. I Are you looking forward to that. Uh, that uh, what's the what uh, the shadows? Oh, the what we do in the shadows sequel? We do in the shadows uh, TV show. Oh, see, I never watched that movie. Oh, it's so fucking good, I dude. I know, and I love Flight of the Concords. I need to watch it. Like, I, I love those guys and their style of humor. Yeah. I just, I haven't done it. You it, gotta watch it. You'll love it. I think you'll really dig it, man. It's funny. It's really funny. I also need to eventually watch Hunt for the Wilder People, but... That's a good movie, too. I think it's still on Hulu. And that kid was in fucking Deadpool, too. We're, we're coming full circle. Oh, he shit. looks like uh, Rebel... Uh, what's her name? Rebel... Wilson. Oh yeah, they kind of look like the same person. He could be her little brother. Yeah, they look like they're in the same family. What were we gonna say, Keith? I just went through a Mark Strong like uh, <laughs> rabbit hole, and he was he was a bad guy in Kick Ass too. Like yes, the, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Okay, yeah. Um. All right. So Far From Home looks good. Shazam. I'm really excited for actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read an article today that uh, DC after Aquaman is trying to move away from the shared universe stuff. Like, I'm sure, you know, they're going to still have it all take place in the same universe. They're just not trying to do team-up films or whatever. Yeah. Um, Aquaman was was okay. Did, did you hear the rumor about, and I don't know if this is true or not, but, like, uh, Matt Reeves, the Batman, who they might be trying to cast as a younger Batman? No. Yeah, I read that. Billy hmm. Magnuson. And I know that you've seen, like, if you don't recognize the name, as soon as you find him on IMDb and Hold see on. what he's been in, you're going to be like, oh, my God, I know this guy. Billy Magnuson. Yeah, Billy fuck? Magnuson. He was in Game Night. He was in Maniac. Um, Into the Woods. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was yeah. In, um, what have I seen him in, though? I literally, he was in. Maniac. You watched Maniac, watch Maniac recently. He was the brother. Yeah, didn't yeah, watch that. Too. Big short. Didn't watch that. I uh, <laughs> I Black Mirror. Mm, yes. Oh, he just in one episode there. Well, yeah, I mean Black Mirror. Um, by the way, Brian, listening to your Bandersnatch episode, I was so happy that someone else didn't like it with me because, like, it's uh. God. What a disappointment! It I mean, was, I, I honestly, I was. I'm disappointed because it's a Black Mirror episode. Like, yeah. I was not looking forward to this experiment anyway. Like, if I want to pl- fucking play, uh, if I want to do something, I'll just play like 
Night Trap on my Sega so CD. I was going to say, like, like, one of those old VHS games. It's the same fucking thing, dude. Night Trap. But even those games, like, there was, like, some skill involved. Here, I'm just fucking, like, clickety-clack. Like, do you want to eat Frosted Flakes or do you want to eat Puffs or whatever? Like, come on. And, dude, the choices just get crazier and crazier, but there's really no relevance to it. It's like, kill your dad, and you're like, what? Like I don't know. Like, the yeah. part, they, they do it the first time, you're like, wait, why would I kill my dad? What the fuck am I why doing? Why would I smash my computer or pour tea on it? Yeah, why wouldn't I just yell right. or do whatever? I don't know. Well, I, I went into it saying to myself, like, I'm going to be disagreeable. I'm going to say no to everybody. That's the character I'm going to play this whole time. And when, and it was working for a while, and then all of a sudden, like, it made me go back and redo some of my choices. I'm like, you can't call this a choose-your-own-adventure if you make me go back and, like, redo some of, like, the way that I want to play this character. But, Brian, that's and, the point. You're never in control. Someone else is in control. Uh, Ugh. Hand. And, and they do it in the same fuck. And they do it in the books, too, where, like, you'll you'll hit a dead end and they'll make you go back to a certain page and start over. Yeah, give yourself goosebumps always did that. If you... If you pick this, it's like you're a chicken and your grandma tells you you're a wuss. Mm -hmm. If you're not a wuss, you better go back to page 182 and you're like, fuck you, R.L. Stein. (laughs) And Bandersnatch, uh, so here's my thing real quick. I'll just finish it here and then we'll get to the news and then we'll be done, I promise. (laughs) My thing is (laughs) any path you take is like max 12 minutes long. You don't get any time with any of the characters, and there's no reason to care about anybody at all. Like, none of the characters are built in an interesting or um, empathic way where you're like, I feel for this person. I care about them. You're just like, fuck everyone. Like, this kid's a psycho, and his dad's kind of weird. And then the video game guy, you're like, he's a bit of a cunt. And then... But you like him because he takes acid. I mean, I yeah, that was the only part I liked because I was like, I'm ready to trip balls with this guy when his eyes started dripping i was like yes sir i'm back (laughs) i said yeah i'm I'm thinking thinking i'm back all right let's go through the news quickly um bungee parts ways with activision so i saw a follow-up article where uh one of the fuck the spokespeople for bungee was talking about their plans for destiny and they're still going to focus on destiny and they're focusing on finishing up the paid content for annual pass holders or season pass holders, and then they're going to probably start working on Destiny 3 at some point, I guess. Yeah, Bungie's had such a weird... Yeah, fuck them. Fuck Activision. Fuck Blizzard. They're losing all their, com- their people, too. Fuck Bioware. Fuck everyone. They can't. All these companies that get bought out and suck, fuck you. You gave up, you sold out, and now your games suck, and of course you fail, and of course you have to quit. Because you gave up being good. Like, Blizzard literally was like, yeah, 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 we're never going to change. And then all of the higher-ups were like, deuces. And then the game started to fail. I don't know. I think Activision will be around for a much longer time. Of course. They'll just move into mobile and then yep. make more and more and more and more and more and more and more money. And then we'll all cry. I wanted to just talk real quick because this week we had uh, some footage, some uh, Mortal Kombat 11 gameplay. Uh, I mean, this game is more gruesome. You got uh, Ronda Rousey as uh, Sonya Blade. I don't know why. That made me want to take a Sonya Blade to my wrists. <laughs> <laughs> it's no bueno. Uh, I, I like that they just let her do the voice. Like, If they modeled it after... And not to say anything about Ronda Rousey. She's beautiful, whatever. She's super awesome at MMA. And 
wrestling and judo. Um, <laughs> she's good at MMA, but not so good in wrestling. No, no, oh, okay, just, in judo. No, no, I said her wrestling and judo are great. She yeah, just gets th- knocked out with one punch. That's the the problem with her. Um, or a super strong head kick, and then goes to yeah. sleep forever, and probably got traumatic brain injury, and that's why the next couple punches knocked her out. Sensor to Mortal yeah. Kombat Eleven. Um, no, no. What I mean is, I just was saying I'm glad they didn't model the character after her because it's she's too recognizable, and then it would not be so yeah. Blade. It'd be Ronda Rousey. Yeah, exactly. That, that's all I meant. We're way too far in the story. Yeah, this is Eleven. Yeah, Sonya's been with us since the first one. I am. Did you see? Did you see the character of uh, I don't know how to pronounce the name, Jiris or Giris? Yeah, that's the new guy. Yeah, and he can control the fucking the match timer. Oh, oh shit! No, I yeah, didn't know that. When his powers is he can turn back time. So basically, like if you do, I think I think so, man. I think like if you do like a like a a fatality and kill him, there's st- you still have time to turn it back. Dude, could you imagine how mad you'd be? You execute a fucking perfect it's, fatality. It's called some, the Thanos effect. Yeah, and some dude's like, <laughs> should have went for the head. And then <laughs> <laughs> it, it, everybody's comparing it to like the the Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time thing. Like yes. you know when you die and you can come back. Yeah. Hey, yeah, but that's not good in a in, in a fighter game, man. Where there's like competitions and they got to do something new with these fucking games, Keith. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's like it's, it's like, man, I've been playing this kind of shit since 1991 when Street Fighter 2 came out. You know, noob. I played Street Fighter One, dude. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's a I little saw, bit of no, legit, legit. I saw Street Fighter One at an arcade on a vacation years ago. Dude, I played it in an arcade. There was a gas station by my house. Oh no, a little uh, corner store that had there were that. Not, there were not many stand-up arcades for Street Fighter One. It's it's a hard game to find. Yeah. And I remember the fucking intro so dumb. It's just two random, normal-looking dudes like fighting, and then the camera pulls up. And or is that Street Fighter Two? It's two. Oh, then I'm wrong. It was a Street Fighter Two machine. You're right. The only guy I remember from Street Fighter One that was a carryover into Street Fighter Two was the tall dude Sagat. Dude, he was why I. Yeah, loved, but he wasn't until later. He was why I loved Muay Thai. I loved Sagat and Tiger Tiger Uppercut. I thought we saw a Street Fighter cabinet at Galloping Ghost. We did. I don't know. We saw so many. We Dude. saw everything there. Saw the Beavis and Butthead. Arcade. Brian, have you gone to Galloping Ghost? No, that's the place up in Chicago, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah. You're a while away from Chicago, right? Uh, about three hours. It's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. Go sleep in your car <laughs> outside of Galloping Ghost. Um, in other news, uh, did you hear this no- uh, news about Leslie Jones uh, being mad about the new Ghostbusters movie being announced? Yeah, and I'm kind of with her. I'm kind of here for Leslie Jones a little bit. I d- I, I'm okay with the idea. Um, so honestly, I, I'm going to quote her in a second so everyone knows what you're talking about. Honestly, leave Ghostbusters alone. Like, Yeah. The first series can, or the first movie's great. The second one's not as good. When I was a kid, I loved it. Just let him be. When I was a kid, I loved two more than one. Me too. Every kid did because it came out when, well, not every kid, got, but. They got Jason Reitman, the son of Ivan Reitman on this. And then they got uh, Gil Keenan, who did a movie called Monster House back in 2006, which is actually a really fun CGI movie with kids that are battling a house that's an actual monster. And it I was like it. Zemeckis and Spielberg were executive producers on it. That was a great. 
it was writ that movie was written by Dan Harmon from Rick and Morty fame and community fame. Like, I don't know, man. I did not want to fucking Ghostbusters three, but they're talking about having kids be the Ghostbusters in this one, like 12 and 13 year olds. So it's almost like they're thinking about doing kind of like a they're saying, fuck it. Let's just cash in on this Stranger Things thing and have kids be our Ghostbusters in this next film. I'm here for a Goonies meets Ghostbusters for sure. I just think it's they're in- like bringing back the original cast. Like, fuck all of them. They're old and fat and no one cares. Like, I understand if we have a passing of the torch, that's cool. But I I would say don't retcon the last movie. And let's see what Leslie Jones said. So Leslie Jones, uh, quote, uh, so insulting. Like, fuck us. We didn't count. It's like something Trump would do. Trump voice. Gonna redo Ghostbusters. I don't know. That's my best <laughs> Trump voice. <laughs> Gonna redo ch- Ghostbusters. Better with men will be huge. Those women ain't Ghostbusters. Oh, so annoying. Such a dick move, and I don't give a fuck I'm saying something. That's exactly what she said. I mean, more power. I'm glad for her to come out and say something. Like, Hollywood is such a strange world where, like, people aren't allowed to voice shit like this. Like, good for you to say it. I mean, Ghostbusters 20-whatever, 16, 14, I didn't love. And I didn't hate. I enjoyed it. I thought it was okay. Uh, I love Kristen Wiig quite a bit. Um, It was a fun movie. Leslie Jones was funny. There's a couple parts where I was like, okay, like... You don't have to scream all of it, but I thought she was a funny character. Uh, Chris Hemsworth was funny in like a really '80s way, like in a really '80s movie way. You know, like written as like a fucking idiot. It's it's not something that I would go back and watch, though. No, but I I didn't hate it when I saw it. I enjoyed it. I was like, I don't things don't ruin my childhood per se, but maybe I'm just not as attached to Ghostbusters. You know what I mean? Maybe it's not like. It wasn't my fucking childhood. I loved those movies. But I mean, what I'm saying is it didn't annoy me that they remade it with girls, you know, with a female Ghostbuster cast. I didn't bother. I wasn't like childhood ruined. I'm like, those movies still exist. Like if they made a Back to the Future, which I love, it's one of my favorite movies. If they made a weirdo sequel to it now or like a reboot now, I'd be like, cool. Back to the Future is still great. I'll just watch that. If it sucks, I'll fucking never watch it again. I'll go watch Back to the Future. When did that Ghostbusters movie come out? 20... I want to so, say 2016. So yeah. I still have the Ecto Coolers in my fridge. You think they're still good? Probably. <laughs> it's ghosts, dude. And if you become a ghost after drinking it because you die, you'll just be living forever and it'll be cool. Um, Brian, what do you think? Excited about the new movie? Bummed that they're not carrying over the tour trip from the girls? I didn't like the. I was excited for the ladies because I, like, I love... Um, Kristen Wiig, I love Leslie Jones, Kate McKinnon, even Melissa McCarthy. I thought, you know, I'm not a big fan of her movies per se, but you know, she comes from like the Groundlings Theater, and she's, I mean, I thought she was going to have great chemistry with these ladies. I watched the movie, I didn't like it, and and, and it's unfortunate because I I had high hopes for that female Ghostbusters movie. I was one of the people that was defending it when everybody else was like pissing and moaning about it. This movie I did not want until they started to make announcements about like who's involved in it. And I have I love Jason Reitman. I'm a huge fan of Juno. Um, thank you for not smoking. I, I love Casuals, one of my favorite shows. I love Casuals. I didn't Casual. realize he was the guy who wrote Juno. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know that. Either. 
So, and I mean, this is the son of Ivan Reitman. Wait, no. You know? I, did he direct Juno? Diablo Cody wrote Juno, right? Or did he write it? She directed. I'm pretty sure Jason just directed Juno. Okay, so Diablo Cody wrote it, and then she wrote and directed Jennifer's Body. I just remember it, that was what kickstarted Diablo Cody's career. But I don't know. And then they got Gil Keenan right in this thing, so I'm hopeful. I mean, I'm hopeful. And then that teaser trailer that they dropped, it didn't show a lot, but I mean, it had that classic Ghostbusters music that they used in the library from the first film. And I mean, you, you heard a, a proton pack charge up and we got to see Ecto-1. And uh, I heard a funny thing today. And it was Kevin Smith was actually talking about he talked to Jason Reitman before this news was officially announced. And Kevin, of course, wanted to say something, but he couldn't. Um, but then now the news is out, Kevin was talking about it. And Jason talked to Kevin and said, yeah, dad finally let me have the keys to the car. And he's talking about the Ecto-1. And so and this is not something Jason Reitman wanted to do. Like he did not want to touch this, but he says he's got a good story and I'm hoping he's right. I mean, the world of Ghostbusters is, I mean, there's I just don't think I don't think two movies is enough or three movies that we got are enough. I think they've done a lot of great world world building with Ghostbusters. And I think there's great stories to be told in that world somebody's just got to do it fucking right. And you got to cast the right people in the right roles. So yeah, I don't know. I'm hopeful, but I mean, it still could be another fucking shit storm. So we'll find I w- out. I will say the ending of the 2016 or 2014, whatever it was, it was a little, it bit, was a little bit too much. Like, like, we you know, we had the stay puff marshmallow man. We had like the fucking, um, Vigo, the destroyer, like all that stuff was big. But it wasn't like 4,000 ghosts flying around and people punching them with proton brass knuckles and stuff like that. I like the idea of making like little proton pistols and like, you know, stuff like that is interesting as like an evolutionary thing of the weaponry. But like, it doesn't make sense for what they do. They didn't hurt ghosts. They just lassoed them. You know what I mean? Like they just stopped them from moving basically and like dragged them around. So I don't know. Again, I didn't hate it. I also didn't love it. I didn't think it really held the the same feeling as Ghostbusters, um, the original. Um, but I don't know. I I'm I I'll definitely watch whatever comes out because why not? Why not? I have AMC Stubbs. And I don't brought to you by AMC Stubbs. I don't think it's necessarily insulting, but I can understand being insulted. Yeah, no. If I'm one of the actors and I made that movie, you know. No, I I feel bad for Leslie Jones. It sounds like she really loved doing it and working with those ladies and and really was hopeful for a sequel. And, you know, and I love Paul Feig, the director of that movie. You know, I'm a big Paul Feig fan. His interviews leading up to it were a little cringy, though. Uh, Like, yeah, cringy all around. It's cringy for the reaction that was going on and cringy for his reaction to the reaction. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was like a little bit where I'm like, can we just. I un- I understand you have to respond. Like there's, you know, shitty people saying terrible things. It just got a little too political and I'm like, I just want to watch people fight ghosts, man. Like let's yeah. just get in there and fucking make a good movie. Um I love Bridesmaids though. I have Forever Well and I love Melissa McCarthy in that movie so much. Uh she's good and she's also good in uh the Can You Ever Really For- Can You Ever Forgive Me, the new movie that she's yeah, in I with. Yeah, I need to watch uh, that. It's really good. It's a good movie. 
Well, um, the last thing we got before we head off to bed is uh, pre-orders. Um, this is the upcoming games that are going to be out shortly. Um, well, we got the big one that's like 18 years in the making, too, or whatever. Uh, Resident Evil 2, which comes out this uh, this weekend, uh, which you played the demo. Um, I think uh, if you guys follow us on Facebook and Instagram, I posted uh, a link where or a picture where it shows that this past weekend you could download the demo and they give you 30 minutes of play um, as much as you can, and then that's it. That's all you get. Yeah, I got. I beat it in 25. It's only just through a certain part, and I didn't even get through all the doors and things like that. I just was going forward, like, whatever, because, you know, it's a Resident Evil game. So it's like you got to find keys and plates and fucking whatever, which if you really think about it, it's kind of dumb. You're just in this, like, random house, and they're like, well, this horse statue has three plate holes. You need to get the plate holes. In this, you're in Raccoon City. It's like the city city. You're in the police station. It's like, oh, there's a secret entrance under the police station. You got to get three fucking special plates and put them in the right order on this horse. Like, what the fuck kind of city is this? And why the fuck are the cops making, like, escape rooms? Yeah, but don't you have the big guy following you around in this one? No. You have the big... Uh... No, that's Nemesis. That's three. No, but he's in. he's in this one, too. I think they introduce him in this, but it's not. No, three is where he's following you everywhere. That's in this too. In in the gameplay I saw from, uh, fuck, where did I see the gameplay? But me and me and uh, Mikey O'Day, we watched a bunch of gameplay footage. Well, they brought Tofu back. Did they? Yeah, and Hunk. You can play as both. I don't think you have to unlock them this time. It was in like the end credits thing, like when you beat it, and then it was like also, and they showed Tofu. You remember? You could play as a Tofu with a military hat on. Hmm. Um, he's in it, and then Hunk's back, and Hunk's the guy that was wearing, or Hulk, I think it's Hunk, Hulk. it's Hunk. I thought it's Hulk. I think it's Hunk. And he's wearing, like, a gas mask or whatever. It was cool. Um, they well, curse a lot. Bas- is this just basically Resident Evil 2 with updated graphics? They redid the whole thing. Like, no, the yeah. The gameplay is different, like, it's not stationary camera angles now, you can, like, turn the camera. And- if you're gonna do a reboot, this is how you do a reboot. Yeah. Um... It's fucked up, man. It's like I remember like 20 years ago buying that fucking game and everybody sitting around the PlayStation and just playing that game. Just like, you know, we just pass a controller and that's cr- oh my god, that's cr- I, it's it, that's back like when I was playing video games. Dude, 2 is so good. 2 is like probably my favorite Resident Evil. Me too. Like I when they first introduced what were they, the liquors, I yes. was just like Oh my god! Like well, every time one of those came on screen, it just freaked me the hell out. Well, you see it like there's a part, and I got to that part in the demo. You walk by a window and you see it run by, and he's like, "What the fuck?" Like they curse in this now. They they like kind of updated the script where it's right. a little more natural. Um, but I just remember even back then being like, "Zombies are hard, and they walk slowly. How the fuck am I gonna fight a thing that jumps around and like?" runs on the wall and has this tongue and i remember dying like about a billion times so probably not very well so if if you beat the old game and and you don't uh you don't take damage i think you can't use a save the original big like uh achievement thing was like no saves and then you get the special gun at the end yeah so if you pre-order because autosave is a thing. If you pre-order now, you automatically get those guns. Oh. So it's like a pre-order bonus. How much is it? 30? Or probably 60. No, it's more. It's 60 bucks. Yeah, I'm not going to buy it. No, yeah. I mean, 
I'll buy it eventually. I just I don't need to pre-order it. I'm probably not gonna play it. Like, I got so many games in the queue. I yeah, I can't even do it. Plus Christmas and everything, I can't afford it. We got Kingdom Hearts coming out end of the month on so, the 29th. So, um, Resident Evil, it's out this weekend. Xbox One, PS4, and Windows. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Three, which comes out this weekend as well. Uh, no. It's I have it listed as the twenty fifth. It's the twenty ninth. Okay. Um, is uh PS four and Xbox One only. I pre ordered it. You know, uh I was buying dog food and um the girl ringing me up saw that I had a switch on. She said, Oh, you know, what games are you playing? And I'm like, Well, you know, I'm playing Smash, but I play everything. Um and then she just went off on like a nerdgasm. She went went off. She mentioned she goes, Bloodborne, so I think I have to go propose. <laughs> yeah. Um she she goes, Can you believe that we're alive the year that Kingdom Hearts three comes out? I'm like, Well Dude, Kingdom Hearts two was out on PS fucking two. There are we're two console generations away and we're at the tail end of the second one. I mean there's only like three versions of Kingdom Hearts two being remade. Dude, I just watched a video of the entire story so far, chronologically. It's fucking crazy. And the crazy thing that Square did was they were like, We're gonna make a mobile game. We're gonna make a movie that's just random that doesn't come out anywhere and didn't come out in America for a super long time. We're gonna make five mobile games on five separate things or like you know three different mobile platforms and normally when game companies do that they're like little side stories that don't matter these are all canonical important stories it's so bananas to like play them all you'd have to collect all that stuff i mean now they compiled them into the different editions but it's like jesus how dare you have so many games yeah but I'm excited for it. it. Looks fun. I mean, I really enjoyed Kingdom Hearts one and two. Quite I think a bit. you have the PSP still, don't you? I do. The Birth by Sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, I mean, my game that's coming out is March 22nd is Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice. So I didn't go that far in. I stopped at Crackdown three. I don't care about that. With Terry Crews, I think he does a voice. I love Terry Crews though. Uh, that's on uh, two fifteen Xbox One and Windows. Hashtag my Luke Cage. <laughs> Hashtag my Luke Cage. Mike Coulter. God, Mike Coulter couldn't be less Luke Cage in terms of like his acting. It's so bad. But um, so I pre-ordered Sekiro, and I got the collector's edition. I did it It, because it's a ninety dollar CE, so it's like thirty bucks more. But it comes with a statue and like a steel book. It's a GameStop exclusive, so who knows how good the statue is going to be? I like how I had to be in the living room when you tell you know your girlfriend. She's like, yeah. Where are you going to put that statue? It's like, I don't know. Maybe over here. Maybe over there. I'm going to put up your ass, piece of shit. Don't ever question me. <laughs> That's exactly what I said because I'm tough, dude. I'm scary. I'm Did tough. you see the $300 pre-order for the Mortal Kombat 11? No. Does it have like a six-foot Ronda Rousey fucking <laughs> statue? <laughs> yeah, Ronda Rousey blow-up doll. Because no, of the Ronda Rousey wrestling buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Comes with a scorpion statue and some other shit. Um, and then I th- you get what's his name? Shao Kahn. Is it Shao Kahn? Yeah, Shao Kahn. Shao Kahn. Yeah. I know you, you want to the- say Shere Khan, which is the. I want to say Shere Khan. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It comes with the fucking tiger from the Jungle Book. <laughs> <laughs> it comes. Yeah, you get the Mowgli edition. Oh God! With the, those faces, I didn't even watch it, but the trailer came out, and I'm like, why does that bear have mange on its face and like no fur? Looks so creepy. 
who does it wasn't that bad it was it like it doesn't compare to john favreau's but it wasn't terrible either well i mean andy circus is a great actor especially for mocap stuff so yeah fucked man yeah. he really got fucked on that whole deal because like he really wanted a theatrical release and here it is on netflix <laughs> dude holmes and watson got like netflix turned it down oh, I know. sony tried to dump it on there and they were like nah uh-uh. um i'm i'm looking at this uh collector's edition with a k um Ugh. that scorpion mask is actually really cool can can you lift your head up from your I coma can't. that you're falling into? I don't have my glasses on. Oh gosh, Hold it on. looks really good. And then the steel books is, a, is like an all black steel. Book. Is it like a bust? Yeah. Oh yeah, it is cool. Yeah, it's actually really cool. And they're doing like a character customization in this one. Um, I saw like there's some shit you can do like different scorpion masks, like the 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 mouth cover. Uh, they have different ones, so that's interesting that's pretty cool yeah you could so you can make your character look different on the screen yeah and i bet they'll have some shit like where you have to do like 500 wins and then you get like the ultimate shit so then there's just gonna be like one korean dude fucking everyone up did you see that fucking fatality where the guy's eyeball comes out in the back of his head yeah it's like poked through the back of his head <laughs> Jesus. it's a little it's a little excessive now do they yeah. still do babalities where you turn into a baby i wish <laughs> yeah babalities uh Oh man! For the longest time, I thought they had bestialities. Well, they were called animalities. Animalities. I kept call. I called them bestialities. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great if it was just they turned you into like a dog and fucked you. Sit. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, damn, dude, kill me. And they're like, you're not worth it. And they turned you into a dog and fuck you. Johnny Cage, fuck the poodle. <laughs> oh no. Or even worse, you turn Johnny Cage into like a lab and it has little sunglasses on. And then <laughs> you just fuck it and it cries and begs for death. So that uh, collector's edition for. Labradoodle with my noodle. <laughs> <laughs> that collector's edition is a GameStop exclusive. It's so weird that they're getting these. Like the Sekiro one, I would not think FromSoft would do that, but. Is oh. GameStop getting bought out by somebody? Yes, they're on the books uh, for uh, for trying to get bought out by Staples. Oh boy! Shit, I mean, man. It, get all my office supplies and my gaming needs. Yes, in one it can't get much worse. But they did have the eight-inch PVC Solaire uh, statues. Do you remember I showed you showed me them, Keith? Uh, they're like chibi, chibi version of Solaire yeah. with the big head. They have one of them there for eighty bucks. I was like, if this was forty, I'd buy it. But you ever see that fucking like Vine video years ago where the guy like he's out he's outside of Staples, goes in and sees a box of Staples, and he's like, I wonder if this works everywhere. And they show him like running into Dicks Sporting Goods, (laughs) (laughs) dude. He's like yelling like, Come on, let's go. Do you ever just watch Vine videos and then cry because fucking IG bought out Vine and ruined all of our lives because Vine was the greatest thing that ever happened? Vine was so much fun. Six second videos, now it's gone. And Instagram videos barely work. Like, no matter if you're on Wi-Fi, you the have server fucking can't LTE, it literally... Did you see that Tumblr got rid of all adult kind of content? Yeah. And, like, and then they went back. Yeah. Uh, hashtag the only thing people look at on Tumblr. <laughs> Is like pictures of uh, landscapes and nudes. It it's just what it is. That was Dumblr. What they did. <laughs> uh, my interest in the website tumblered out of my head. <laughs> uh, 
Um, all right, let's get out of here. I'm making bad dad jokes. Uh, Brian, You're also sinking way more into the couch. You're like, Brian, I want to thank you for a last minute guest appearance. We, yeah, man. Thanks for inviting me. We argued. We didn't really argue. We discussed our feelings of glass, and I was like, you know what? I need someone on because Keith didn't see it. I need, like, a, a lot of times I just hate on things, and then there's nothing to check me on. <laughs> on it. And not that you checked me, you know what I mean? But like, you brought balance to the force in that way. You. Uh, it's just one of those things where it's like, even if you would have fucking just like got on here and said like, yeah, it was a piece of shit. I hated this fucking movie. I can't really argue. Like, it's just like, I, you know, like it's subjective. Like, that's what you thought. I, I totally get it. And I'm not going to like, that's not the hill I'm going to die on. It's like, you know, fucking like sticking up for the for glass, you know? I will say the one I did that to was split. Like people who liked it, I'm like, how the fuck can you like that movie? It had zero point. Like. Yes, James McAvoy was good. Yes, it was an interesting concept. Did it go anywhere? No. And it has hey, the, wor- the worst you- special effect ever in it. Real quick, I know you guys are trying to end. Did you see Dan Trachtenberg's doing the Uncharted movie? Oh, awesome. No, I didn't know that, but that's awesome. Yeah. 10 Cloverfield Lane. And so. we've got uh, Tom Holland as uh, young Nathan, Nathan, Nathan Drake. Yeah. I still cool. love Nathan Fillion's uh, fan film that he made, but I mean, he's a little too old. It yeah, would be and Holland's too young. So. I know it would be good for like a Thief's End type of like you know the end of uh, Nathan Drake's career of adventuring, because they did a good job with Fillion like looking tired, like when he was doing shit, he'd like have to take a breath, you know. Yeah. Um, kind of like you with this episode. <laughs> Feeling tired you. and you need to take a breath. How dare you, bro? I'm out here a spry, bro. I'm like really cool and strong. So um check out some of our friends' podcasts. Uh Scenic Cast, Pop Culture Leftovers, the Leftover Army uh podcast, Couple of Nerds, Blurds Are Us, Who's Next Podcast, and Shutter Bugs Podcast. I will say oh, this. I listen I listen to Finn's podcast. I I haven't yet. It's on SoundCloud only right now, right? No, it's on iTunes now. Oh, yeah, he got it on iTunes. Yeah. Um, he put up a really great Daredevil uh, pick today. It had, like, fucking plastic motion lines for the bounce of his, like, fucking... Yeah, it was really good. Target is selling uh, a lot of the action figure stands and um, the things to hold it yeah. now because they have, like, a whole NECA section. Not near the toys. It's near the... Uh, Near the movies and stuff. Okay. I see black figures like Marvel Black or whatever they call those. And I want to buy Legends? Them. Legends. They I want to buy awesome. them for Finn all the time. But I'm like, it's so expensive. $30. Yeah, 20, 20, 30 bucks. I always tell them if, if there's something out there, you know, because they had a giant Spider Gwen, but I don't want to get him a giant one because you can't really pose it with anything. Yeah. I got the, I got the Spider Gwen signature series. From Marvel, or is it Signature Select or whatever the fuck they call them? The Chicken Selects from yeah. McDonald's? I don't know. <laughs> chicken Selects. Uh, <laughs> I am with you. We'll end on this. I am with you on a uh, live action Spider Gwen. It would be really good. Uh, and it, you know, End Game could be where we blend some universes or something like that, and we could get an idea there of like pulling in some more Spider Man. I think Into the Spider Verse shows that more than one Spider Man in a movie is fine. And I want, yeah, I want, I want a live action Miles Morales too. You know, Hell I mean, yeah. That's it. That's, that's that's your wish list. That's the end of our episode. Just I want a live action Miles Morales. 
cut to music. <laughs> <laughs>